0: Hey, this is a very personal episode. <laughs> it it features me, dance with me. Tom volunteered to yep. uh, interview me. I'm doing round two. Um, before you head out,
1: yeah. In order to um, give Sav a fair share of the talking, because last time I gobbled up all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought I thought it was all good. Yeah, this
1: time we're probing um, like uh, Sav's inner game developer. Mm.
0: And so uh, yeah some... in this episode you can hear me vaguely talk about the thing that i'm doing <laughs>
1: for two hours yeah <laughs> he's <laughs> trying try not to reveal anything
0: <laughs>
1: and I, i'm trying to just you know create create a uh, a chance to examine the psyche of a person who's going out on a limb for their game making dream
0: mm. cheers man <laughs> <laughs>
1: Severne and I had a talk a few weeks ago, and we were planning to do a very mash up conversation, but it did end up being quite a story of Tom kind of thing. So I, I kind of wanted to flip the tables and do a story of Severne kind of thing where I play the role of the interviewer. So. One difference between me and Severn is I'm a long-time live-alone single guy who has moved around a lot and had a bit of a wonky lifestyle, <laughs> whereas Severn is married and has a house and long- <laughs> long-term job uh, in the same place, um, and so has maybe a different outlooks than what I do. Mm. Um, and. Uh, so let's start off by talking about like, do you find that your home life is a, a, a tool for like,
0: you know, offsetting the work life? Um, yeah. Um, well, yes, I, I value if, if what you're trying to get at is, like, do I value my personal time? from work time yes um and like to probably a bad level like a a very anti-social kind of level (laughs) where um not only do i find work to be important um i i I just think uh if, if you really enjoy a thing you should you know do your best work wherever you are um, but, you know, when I go home, I, I very much want to relax and have, have it be a place where I, I can actually step away from work, um, recalibrate, and, and do all that kind of stuff. Um, me, I guess, I've got the added thing of I like to do my own projects like in the, in the background. Yeah. and your wife's uh, good with your focus <laughs> being uh, a lot of the time in the PC. Yeah, what's great is um, Ivy is uh, she she also has her own hobbies as well, so we kind of get along pretty well. Um, and well, yeah, what I was gonna get at was my social life suppers because of it. Yeah. Um, like it, it's virtually non-existent, and. Um, maybe that comes across as like i'm the most anti-social kind of guy but i can see a path of like if i do touch on social things at work then there's an expectation of being social so i might just give off an anti-social vibe because it means that time at home is me time and i can just do the things that i feel are a priority for me yeah yeah
1: i I do have this impression that when you have responsibilities to other people, you kind of must learn to bracket the hours at work in a different way than someone who's completely free to do work when they want. And
0: you know. yeah, um, I, yeah, I will say, like, uh, shit, you, you said on your episode that uh, I'd been at Grindr for ten years. Well, it's longer now, right? Well, yeah, it's um, it just clocked over twelve years. Right, <laughs> like I, I had an anniversary on um linkedin that just reminded me that it's been more than 12 years yeah, yeah. um so yeah I, I started the company like in 2008 i, I think maybe like shortly after reese jumped on board yeah. um so i was looking at um
1: the difference between uh the twilight Strain cliffs and the original twilight strand cliffs yeah and uh like, I think a lot of people probably don't appreciate the the lightweightness of the old art <laughs> compared to the new art. Yeah. It's like, okay, the new art's maybe, let's call it next gen, but it's not anywhere near as uh, performant, if that's the right word. Hmm. I mean, the game can handle it. Yeah. But, like, just pure, pure poly count and stuff, there's like a, a massive difference. Did you find it hard to
0: work in this? You know, it's funny. I didn't even extreme. work on um, the, those, those clips that you were referring to. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure you did because you told me you did and when I was uh, tinkering around with him.
0: Um, so there was an artist before me called George, and he worked on them. He actually generated them with, uh, what's that? Terrain generation software? It's like world generation? World, world creator? Yeah, something like that. Um, there's a whole... whole... Terragen or something? Terra one, yeah. It wasn't I, view, right? It no, does, I don't think so. It doesn't
1: look like anything from this. Purpose.
0: Well, anyway, he, he simulated these cliffs and yeah. he extracted them and then did the whole tiling thing. And then you had to, like, compress them down and down. And yes, down. yeah. There was a whole bunch of, like, reduction. Oh, well, you were involved, basically. Yeah, yeah. But didn't... I, I almost inherited them. Yeah. And um, what's interesting was that George then left and, yeah, all of the things that he worked on then were things that i had to take over Mm. and that was cool um it touched on a large variety of assets monsters characters um you know the early days were yeah there were very few people and yeah you definitely like touched all aspects yeah there's a
1: a bunch of textures from before my time and they're called Wang, and I was, I was like, "Why are all these textures called Wang?" Yeah, do, do you was know about that? Wang. <laughs> <laughs> was like,
0: did did um. you did you look into what a Wang texture is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so the actual technical thing of a Wang texture. No, no. Okay. I
1: mean, someone has gone through this with me before, but yeah. okay, it's what to do with the sand, sand and stuff like this.
0: No, the the so the uh, there is an actual guy that put this together. It, not like at the office or anything. It's a Technology that oh. deals with tiling and so what oh, okay. you so do wang is, you... is some guy like it cap more wrong. Yeah Yeah, Blum, so... okay. <laughs> yeah, an actual like computer scientist that okay. <laughs> just d- devised this way of like uh, randomizing uh, Textures and so what you would do is you would have a four by four grid Each of the four grids can actually tile against itself You would set up all your textures like to tile with themselves just with within itself um, but the wang technology would grab one of the quadrants and randomly assign it to another one. And so it's it's it was another way of getting around the whole uh, tiling texture problem. Yeah. And we we leant into it real heavy early on. It's later, like we kind of abandoned it. Yeah.
1: But it was- That's the first I've heard of that stuff, so <laughs>
0: it's interesting. Yeah, so we were definitely doing that early on. Um, but it it went away in in favor of more simpler things. I think back in the day it was cool because uh, the setup was we had high poly assets. I would make them game ready and everything. Eric would do the texturing, and then we'd you know we had a uh, an animator slash rigger that would then get it into game. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like between the three of us, we could. <laughs> We could get assets in.
1: Did you feel at the very beginning of Path of Exile, for you from your joining, um, that the scale of the game was gonna be anything like? What it is now, I like did. I mean, that's always the I, the goal, right? But, but did you feel like this is a special thing?
0: You know, even now, I don't. I, I can't grasp the full scale of the game. Right. <laughs> um, I I see it in terms of art that exists. <laughs> Yeah, um, like you know how high end, uh, play, just high level players, there, there's just a whole bunch of content for those guys. Yeah, uh, with maps and everything, I, I've never experienced it. I know it exists. Um, you you've probably got a better appreciation for this because you've crafted a lot of the. I suppose my
1: sense of the game's scale in the world has to do with um, feedback that you see on like all the comment forums and whatever. I mean, mm. even outside of forums, right? Um, and the, when stuff starts getting memed, right, that, <laughs> that's an indication of how big something is.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the thing of thing about Path of Exile was, like, it, it's a style of game that I wasn't really aware of. I, I knew of Diablo mm. um, coming into the company, but it wasn't until I started working at um, Grinding Gear that I got the appreciation of the genre and yeah. uh what the guys were doing yeah so
1: the reason i mentioned about the low poly cliffs and then the current ones um, i mean i guess shout out to garth for doing this because that was a bit of a photo scan
2: mm.
1: you know uh we wanted to uh try to capture new zealand looking terrain yeah right? so he went out and did some capture stuff which was kind of a nice thing to do mm. um, and like you know, you you inherited those cliffs from whoever made them and worked on them. <laughs> so you know what, you know what I mean, right? Um, and then and then maybe I inherited quite a bit of you know, like polish up on the stuff Garth did because mm. not polish up so much as like try to eke out as much potential from reuse of it as possible, mm. <laughs> um, retexturing it with different looks and stuff. Yeah, banging different tiles into each other. Yeah. So, um, but what do you think about going forwards? I mean, the current the current um gen is like across the whole game industry it seems to be like loot mega scans for as much as you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but like i don't see that as that, i think that is that seems to be kind of time bound um mm. what do you think is coming like
0: uh you're talking about photogrammetry
1: no i mean i mean what what do i think is coming for, into for content creation for like an environment for for the kind of game path of excel is
0: mm. for path of Exile. hmm uh Hmm. I, more of the same i, I don't think the techniques are going to change any i, I don't think photog- like i did a talk about photogrammetry and like its limitations mm. i'm not sold on it for a lot of things it's rocks like it really excels at making rocks um but outside of that no, there's a huge amount of work uh yeah like the modern tools are the things that will carry the industry like designer is is cool um there are some there are some cool new rendering things that are happening always
1: um but designer being like substance automation based
0: kind of workflow no rocks i mean Uh, procedural um texture generation just texture so yeah. yeah Um, like, but asset creation, I think it it's more of the same. Uh, it will require, depending on what you work on, just knowledge of that thing, and you know, uh, resolutions will increase. Like a lot, a lot of people say, um, characters are looking real already in games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing or the hope is just to have things uh, respond correctly like animation still sucks in a lot of games yeah yeah, yeah. um there's a level of a immersion that doesn't exist in video games it's so surface level right now like all these other things that uh, that you expect from things don't exist in games the visuals and like just having a nice screenshot seems to be what people are pursuing more and more
1: with every... Right, so they want their environment to look pretty in a screen grab, but maybe if you sit and watch it playing out yeah. as an animated scene, it still feels kind of not very animated.
0: Yeah, a lot of things probably wouldn't respond like they would in the real world. Yeah, like NPCs that just stand there and... Yes. <laughs> yeah, all that Do, kind of Really weird-looking
1: idols. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some of those things are historical, like the NPC that just stands there idling in a weird way mm. is a throwback kind of an idea that goes you think so almost 20 years or more yeah yeah like the and fact it, the fact that a, 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 an npc is a quest giver at all is kind of a it's a throwback to original old old games right so uh i'm i'm always kind of like, these things don't have to be that way but then someone will just say oh this is the genre that we're in and it has to be that way <laughs> just like oh,
0: yeah I, they're doing yeah. it for this game yeah so i'm just going to keep doing it yeah this way.
1: so so the the thing about uh, you know um cliffs and next-gen cliffs and future cliffs like, <laughs> and you and you mentioned uh you think it'll be kind of like more of the same for for a while at mm. least um do you fear or f- fear is a good word do you fear any um unexpected ground shift that like something that will come along that'll just like
0: yeah um you know render the sovereign, the sovereign unit to be like, <laughs> um, on the shelf or I, I i did kind of get a little of that um, a, a few months ago, when Alex was talking about um, he was talking about a video game called Dreams and how yeah. Yeah. they don't use polygons in it's that game. It's not a video game so much as a
1: as a, It's trying to be a it's video a game. VR content creation.
0: Oh, it's a everything creation. Like yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean,
1: it's yeah, you can you can make gameplay mechanics. Like
0: yep. objects that interact
1: or respond to the user.
0: Audio. You can you can sculpt yeah. in it. You can it yeah. It, it's it's a. Uh, pretty impressive piece of technology um but i feel pretty safe where i am like uh and where 3d is because of what um alex told me um so anyway dreams was using like a voxel Mm. style renderer no no polygons this is industry like shifting if if engines really got behind it it means like all uvs all (laughs) everything we know about uvs and polygons go out the window new standards come in um new creation techniques come in the everything changes what puts me at ease is that the like the movie industry has gone further into using triangles and textures um sculpting is still on triangles (laughs) textures um i don't see a shift away from that anytime soon
1: you must be happy that certain games are going to be able to leverage um sort of non-baking
0: uh now oh, you're talking about unreal 5 well
1: that's just an example actually <laughs> it's like um there were there were demos of like you know dreams is not polygon based right um, mm. there were demos of that kind of thing like 10 years ago yeah. or so where, where they would make forests but it would be like really repeaty and mm. static. Yes. So you could fly through like very, very high risk scan of some section of I the forest, but it was totally uneditable. Yeah. And it would just repeat forever.
0: Yeah. Not, Point cloud data. Not right?
1: functionally useful for an actual game environment. Yeah. Um, but I guess Dreams is kind of like the ne- next level of that. Yeah. Because you can now manipulate those things. Alex did say that the people that worked on it found it really hard. And all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, yeah, they ended up making it, tools around it because it's new, right? So yeah.
1: everything new has that kind of, um, you know, it's like running into a wall a little bit um, for most people when they come across new stuff. Yes. Yeah. Is, which is maybe that's kind of your expertise area within GTG. It's like, for, I mean, for the art tools and processes and 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 like technical workflow stuff. Yeah, I definitely like um, to think about this. That that is, I guess, where you sit, um, uh, to clarify, um, <laughs> uh, when, when we change a methodology on like how materials will be purchased by the game. So the guy that goes around and tells everybody, this is how it's going to be dudes <laughs> and make sure that we all pick up the better workflows. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So, I don't know if the Unreal 5 particular um, Billions of Polygons uh, tech is that applicable to, like, Path of Exile. It seems to be oriented towards games where there's not a lot of movement in the environment. Mm. Have you got any thoughts on that sort of stuff? (laughs) Like, uh, what's the limitations of...
0: Of, of doing that kind of thing yeah, or, I, yeah i i'm yet to see it i'm i'm curious um can, can i even say that like i have not worked with like a ps5 dev kit i i don't i don't know what it like
1: do, the, do, do more or less wait for stuff in the architect to come available to you and then you look at it
0: from what i hear like consoles are out and loading is super fast but I don't think they're doing things like that demo. Like, that demo was uh, reducing meshes on the fly. I think that's what they were, like, bragging about. So, you know what? Reduction is in Maya just for every mesh. Yeah. Um, so it was doing that kind of thing. But it isn't ideal for us to make assets like that for our game. And it's it, it leans itself to, like, horrible workflows. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what, for example, what kind of horribleness? Um, y- you've dragged in a very high poly mesh into Maya before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the bottleneck there? The Maya viewport? Like, it's just god awful to yeah. um, I mean, work with a mesh like that. Normally,
1: you can, if you just want a static model, mm. you can throw it around, turn it, and spin it. Mm. But once you start to change it, that's mm. when the horrors begin, from, yeah. my, from my experience.
0: So, yeah, like, um, okay, I imagine you're now having to make a cliff. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like... But is, isn't the plan or
1: the intention of that kind of thing is you, you would just brush the cliff, more or less, or you would just generate it in
0: a in Maya? It sounds good you, when you, you say...
1: straight into Unreal without going through that. Yeah,
0: you say generate a cliff, but if you have a photo realistic asset and you tell an artist to make a photorealistic cliff the turnaround time is months like it depending on what techniques they use this is a huge task like generated cliff is not (laughs) trivial yeah um so like to have these photorealistic assets you know that that character in that demo looked that way
1: (laughs) well okay they did they did explain that the character isn't anything special actually in terms of like it's not yeah, in the same category of uh, generation uh, of geometry as the, the sure. backgrounds. Yeah, um, it was just a nice looking current gen model.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. But but, yeah. but also like uh, so uh, in terms
1: of new tech, did you see the cyberpunk um,
0: the ray tracing thing?
1: Demo of their um, it's like a it's called Jolly. Mm. Um, let's pause for a minute. And maybe you can look it up. Um, Sweet. So,
0: yeah, I, I've seen enough.
1: Yeah, I wasn't entirely convinced by the video, but I see what they're trying to do. The,
0: this is not new. No, no. Um,
1: yeah. So you want to talk yeah. about that? So uh, um, in Cyberpunk, they're touting this thing called Jolly to uh, as a as a way to kind of automate, um, or make animators less less hell by, um, processing from the audio and including localizations, which is a massive time saver. Um, a lot of the facial animation stuff like neck movement. And, and, and what do you mean neck movement? You know, when you talk, your mm. muscles in your neck actually stretch quite a lot. And mm. as you tip your head around and all this motion capture stuff, yeah. like your neck muscles are not captured by motion capture. So this tech is like AI calculating what the neck is doing during the conversation. Mm. Which like if for, for one of my pet peeves for like years has been like when people make cutscenes mm. they always have like these character armors and uh, collars that or, or hair that cuts through the neck of yeah the, and it's like the neck of the character uh, and it's kind of like it's really easy to do in a character where the armor is dynamically added to the character mm. because you can't see it when you're an animator mm. right because animators, they work on, like, these lightweight versions of what actually gets rendered. Yeah. So they, manage, so they don't just see that point of intersection or whatever. Mm. But I'm always like, well, why did they check? <laughs> you know, is yeah, there, because there's, there like, QA, a, a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Is, is the QA not able to find all these cases? And I'm, I've always been worried. like The scale is yeah. a, a problem. So there. I think I think that's what the Cyberpunk guys are conscious of.
0: And H- have you seen, like, an Uncharted game, an Naughty Dog game? Uh, uh, a, a only from afar because i don't play console yeah games, okay But yeah. well, they all the things that you mentioned exist in, yeah, in those yeah. games but obviously the amount of dialogue is way less yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the kind of
1: thing like uh there'll be i'm, I'm pretty sure there'll be like a, a five years or you know maybe not even that long like, mm. i don't like to use the term ai but it's, it's more automation right mm. um some algorithmic thing when w- there'll be tools that come in like the, the way that baking is getting a bit of ai love right now um I, I expect there'll be tools that make animators life just way way more productive um but still leverage their talent obviously but yeah <laughs> um so, so they're just better get more done and, and then it'll, it'll, it'll be less hairy and you also, so like i mentioned about npcs just yeah. sort of having their like weird rib cage and shoulder move, movement for their breathing. And even everybody nowadays goes, well, an idol character doesn't actually move like mm. that. You know? So I think, I think there'll be improvements.
0: There. I, I think, gains. I think that video is really misleading. um In that it, it does sound cool what they're trying to make. And it's really cool to pursue that. And the, the lip syncing looked bad, right? Can we agree that?
1: Yeah, I was actually kind of thrown by the video because, like, their examples didn't... I mean, okay, I, I guess, like, if you lay it up against another game, mm. it probably is a significant benefit, but their demo was kind of like, well, I still see stuff that <laughs> I'd want <it> improved here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it looks really bad, and again, just look at, like, a, <laughs> a Rockstar game. Because they have the same problems, where they have huge amounts of characters, huge amounts of dialogue, and the same issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I
1: noticed when I was playing the Larian um, game, the Baldur's Gate three release, uh, mm. because it's beta and all that. Uh, they had a lot of um, actually, actually unfinished stuff mm. that they um, shipped because of time, I guess. Yeah, and I noticed as they patched over a few weeks, that a lot of it got significantly better. So, you know, right, uh, I think like. You know animated animated time yields good results wait but wait because a- I'm, I'm gonna push back animators are often pushed, like the get this done right at the last minute kind of thing because they can like they, they're putting their content in after all the other yeah. departments yes um so they yeah you know, you, you'll often see stuff that's maybe like you like to use the term subpar <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, because they're under the pressure like the VFX guys are probably the more so, than then the audio guys are even more so. At our
0: studio anyway, yeah. Here. Bring, I think it's that's kind of a global. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, they do exist. Like they, they need models and rigs in order to do their job, sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you have, again, like Cyberpunk, there is a generic character rig, and do you know what I mean? Like they're not getting monsters or anything. They're characters. They're animated characters, and yeah. these rigs are um, like generic enough to use across all characters probably um
1: there was some so pretty, there was some pretty slick stuff in that um
0: like for, that demo just to, now to preview the game yeah I like, oh. so I, like nice i'm gonna push back thing. because like um have you talked to sam the lead animator at grinding gear about like mocap data and those kind of I, i'd yeah. love to have him on by the way yeah
1: I um well, they could, I, I don't think he'd be I keen tried to, i tried to encourage um as an animator to, to come on. Chat, chat to because he's, he's got an unusual
0: backstory right because like, i think so yeah anyway anyways keep okay. yeah. um so uh, sam famously worked on la noir <laughs> i haven't played that game i know do, do you know about yeah, it yeah, yeah i know okay. I,
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of very big triple a games that i saw media of <laughs> kind of went, I'd like to play that. I, I, I believe they even, like, patented yeah, you, that you technology. You can't play
0: everything, right? It, it was a, uh, like, uh, a lot of their blend shapes and stuff were vertex animated. So mm. they're not even doing it to joints. They're actually putting it onto the verts of the faces. Right. Almost like sculpting individual Yeah, yeah. Targets. But there was actually a lot of, like, video capture data. It was, uh, man, I'd, I really would love to get Sam to come and talk about it the point is the point is there are parallels between what we just saw here and photogrammetry so photogrammetry i feel is like a, a good uh, analogy because photogrammetry it will generate assets you know you, you you give it information photos of an asset it will spit out a very good representation of this thing and then you can get it to work in a video game. That is typically the pipeline right now for the lip syncing stuff. You, okay, you, you run it through this program. Um, you give it audio, you give it a character rig, and it will spit out, you know, automated lip syncing. Um, t- for an animator, what he's presented with is a timeline with a whole bunch of keys. Everything's keyed. Um, and you have to filter through. Like, you, you don't, you're not actually an animator anymore. You're some like guy who has to filter through all this data and find what is usable and what isn't yeah you're reduced to at first a, a cleaner and then you have to do animation yeah i mean this is this is true
1: um actually puneet uh, that i mentioned in relation to sam with their colleagues right um he was asking me about animating in unreal like mm-hmm. what are the different skills um because okay, you have keyframing animation, which you might think of like as your, uh, you know, Pixar sort of style linear yeah. linear entertainment kind yeah. of stuff, and then you have more um, on the fly animations where it maybe has to respond to the weapon that the yeah. character is carrying Dynamic so that it animations. moves right. So yeah. uh, in a face you might have to f- the character might have to face towards a target. And that's not actually done by a human. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, it's set up by a human to work, but it, 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 you know, and and you get stuff like where people look and their next turn,
0: really hard angles and Mm. stuff that humans can't actually do. Have I shown Um, you my game demo? Like recently, the the walking and looking one. Okay. I'll I'll show you after. My
1: my point is that, okay. You say that animate is reduced to being a function of like cleaning or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's only if you go, oh, the, the linear animation should be this perfect keyframing world, right? Yeah. But in the games industry, there's like kind of there's three there's the linear stuff, yeah. and then there's the, the mocap stuff, and then there's the programmatic animation, you yes. might say, or procedural animation. Yep. And it, it's kind of like the expectation is that an animator presides over this, as yeah.
0: in controller so I can, rather than a victim of it, right? I, I, can, I can talk yeah. about this. Um, like, I'm, I don't claim to be an expert, but I know about this. And I animate, obviously, and rig stuff. Um, so, yes, you're, you're right. And there is, like, straightforward animation that's, you know, it, it relies on um, an, an animator's judgment, things that they like, timing. It, it's it's everything. Every, all the steps of animation fall into this, and that exists. The, the other point where, you know, you have uh, dynamic things that exist in an engine like you're talking about like foot planning is like very difficult to do but it relies on uh technical things within an engine for example in unreal um there are examples the the best example i always refer to is um a plugin called advanced locomotion and there are like a, a few versions of this but if you go through their animations a lot of them are um just bite-sized clips and they may just be a foot planting um and what this underlying code this kind of logic system that drives everything it will take an input and play the most appropriate animation to to preserve a, a cohesive look um because you can't you can't really do that kind of stuff with animation you can't account for that you you can't play animations straightforward you have to do things like blending like yeah. masking um, have you seen the um i don't want to rant on about ubisoft a lot
1: um but, <laughs> have you i mean they they seem to be one of the few places that are scaled up enough to actually use this methodology where they have a big data set of like you said by oh yeah okay clips. you're talking about um like sorry a, Watchdogs.
0: Maybe the latest watch, probably they have it
1: in that. Um, it's like a kind of anticipatory solved uh lookup kind of table kind of yeah. style animating uh, where you have a bunch of mocap clips and then it blends between the most likely one to occur, yes. given the previous bunch of clips.
0: Yes, <laughs> um, this, this is all cool stuff. Um, like it, my, my thoughts on lip sync uh, specifically is that the underlying way they do phone names and have them represented and also animated on a character suck. And I, <laughs> I, I like all, sucks, all <laughs> the rigs that I've seen are overly complicated oh, no. and they fail on like, they fail on very fundamental areas. Do you think our rigs
1: at GGG are oversubscribed? Like over, our, our rigs? Overset up?
0: The character yeah. rigs?
1: Okay. So like, <laughs> I'm derailing you quite bad here. Um if you take a chest, right? Yeah. For a lot of the time the chest just has a hinge hmm. and it has to rotate the lid. Yep. Right. Maybe it does a little jostle or something. Yeah. But, um and so you need a root bone probably to kind of set it at its origin point and mm-hmm. then you need the hinge. Yep. Joint. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Yep. And we often get these like rigs where there's like constraints and control you know anim- yeah. animators seem to like to have to control um selectors yeah you know and i'm just like you don't need that i i, <laughs> I know. yeah i know what you're talking but then, about but then it seems like if they do it according to this um massive um almost like regiment of like every rig has to be set up according to this yes procedure yeah they can mill through the required amount of stuff quicker because if yeah. they're, they're following like a a battery of steps that so they just repeat
0: yeah so you, yeah you're talking about rigging. The, this part, it's it's good because you don't. In some cases, you may have a joint that has a different rotation. You'd want a controller to then drive that joint. Um, you can then copy animations from one thing to another without worrying about its actual axis and, and how it rotates. There are benefits of doing this kind of thing. Yeah, you can transfer things across. Um, you know, a variety of chests doing it this way. Standards are good because they allow. Um, you to copy things from one thing to another, and there's a lot of reuse that way. Yeah. I do, recently, do I think our chess rigs are overly complicated? No, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I re- I recently had the
1: fun of um, one of the chests is one of those corpse style chests where you kick a body and
0: yeah, I know what you're about. Armor falls out of it or whatever. Yeah, you
1: know, and uh, it kind of flops or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I got the the asset and it. Was in depots, and I was like, Cool. So I have to get this guy down on the ground to pose, <laughs> and then I have to animate the flop like when you kick him, uh, his hand drops yeah. off of his chest or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, Yeah, I mean, it had all the Instead instead of finding the bone in the hierarchy or an outliner, you would just look for the controller yes. that the wrecker had an, added to, mm-hmm. to make it easy. But I was like, oh, I finally see that this is, this is like <laughs> not, not as difficult to figure out as way it was imagined. But yeah. I'd never seen where the, the se- selectors are yes. kinda located within the outliner to find yeah. the animators would use to speed up the time. Yeah. So whenever I was... just like They have like auxiliary bones yes. and all kinds of additional things that are just like... They're necessary. <laughs> I know that. I know. <laughs> but I was just like, how do you find your way out in here? So I think that like, I didn't have any I, I animated in years so mm. so for me just like i was finally like, oh if i finally see like, the, <laughs> the clouds have parted and i was like oh this is actually really easy yeah and, and you know so it's kind of one of the problems that like, when you don't do animation for a long time um it, you, you i would need retraining to, to yeah and then it would be easier
0: i could tell you that um most likely that chest that you were animating um uses the the rig that we've defined for all the bipeds john could to tell yeah, you about this but, it, it but you could also copy and paste poses so you could have really got yeah, to yeah. simple poses quickly through a lot of the tools that he's yeah. he's created um yeah it's necessary uh,
1: Ma- making, making on the ground uh dead guy pose is kind of a unique thing right so it's a, yeah yeah um, so anyway I, I only made like a temp animation so it existed and then I went off to the real animators to make it look, look nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> I- the, the, the really funny thing is like is the amount of back and forth there is it seems like people have to like you want to get something in game quickly so they can refer to it and see it yes and and but then they're kind of like well they have to go through the navigate through the whole space of what's
0: required here yeah. and where are these files yeah and, and I'm just like man that that's over just, and over again. That's just year a problem year, with game development. I don't yeah. see another good way of
1: doing it. No, it's really hard. To, I'm, I'm sure millions and millions of um, dollars and hours and time
0: that. time is wasted. <laughs> yeah, just picking yeah. up and handing off um, assets to other people within the company. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is why. I, um, Do you get stressed by this stuff? I mean, you're kind of somewhat in a sweet spot, and like, you're not always on a deadline that's really tight. Right?
2: Mm, yeah.
1: I mean. I, I felt a massive difference on like working on the f- f- far-off coming design stuff versus mm. the immediately required design stuff yeah where the the higher tension is quite hard to deal with um yeah i don't really like like last minute stuff
0: you know yeah i i don't think anyone does <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah because if you break a build <laughs> do you, do you, it is very frantic
1: do you f- do you suffer from that at all or is it you're in the sweetest
0: spot or something? I, I, hmm Maybe I've just been there for a long time and have gotten used to it. But yeah, like the, the position I occupy is very early. And so there is a lot of planning that I am fortunate to have going into hmm. creation. We can actually devise a plan in most cases. Um, what's been happening recently, which is kind of sad, is like I'll make a test of an asset thinking that, It'll be replaced by actual art, but that thing will actually be the thing that we then use in yeah. the game, and uh, and I often am sad <laughs> by that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I made quite a lot of stuff that was in that kind of. I my understanding was like they were asking for a temporary one,
0: mm.
1: and it ships, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait, bring it back, wait, yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we, was, we've definitely had a lot of this was, going on. It was never meant to not get touched up by somebody else yeah often time doesn't permit that
0: S- stress is interesting um i i don't think i get to i i can say that my job at grinding gear is not very stressful i i think it probably would be for someone like ivan someone
1: you know he's remarkably poised i mean if he if he was under stress he probably be you,
0: you wouldn't was, even know yeah. yeah um yeah ivan being the the lead vfx guy
1: yeah i noticed since he has a child now mm. he's much more of a
0: regular employee <laughs>
1: <laughs> than when i first joined he was more like the work, yeah work yeah he would late put in like night and
0: weekends and, then, and stuff too yeah
1: i mean he probably still does work from home now that that's the thing mm. um, more than it used to be yeah
2: yeah
0: do you like working from home um you know that second lockdown sucked. Mm. I, I I really didn't like that. The first one was kinda novel. I tried to enjoy that a little bit. Right. Um, do I like working from home? Well what what sucked about it? The second time around? All well, right, yeah. I, I it was more just like I didn't want to be here. Um my job I like to talk to a lot of developers in the company as well. Mm. It's it's kind of annoying having to message someone, ask them if they have time to talk and then and then call them Mm. um there is a lot of um what would you say like spontaneous kind of conversations that also happen just in the kitchen which don't exist when you're at home on your computer um you have to kind of pursue that kind of stuff if you have anything to talk about uh and and yeah just it's fine (laughs) yeah Yeah. I, i was
1: um We mentioned last time about changing jobs, and so I'm going back into a lockdown, (laughs) Mm. Um, so it's like I have to work from home uh, for the foreseeable future uh, soon, Um, and I was asking the the lead that I'll be under, Mm. um, you know, some of the info, basically, and uh, I was kind of trying to figure out like, how, how left alone I'll be. Because yeah. I do not really want to, like when you know what you're doing and you're left alone, it's fine, right? Mm. But when you're, when you're new somewhere, you need a lot more inputs from p- other people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'm kind of worried about that.
2: Yeah. Um, but he
1: was like, ah it's fine. We'll, we'll figure out, sort you out. <laughs> cool. So at least it's that kind of,
0: I mean, that's comforting. Man, it <laughs> sounds like you could have stayed here. Though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. You know, and, and, and not had to uh, stay in your house you know yeah you, you could freely go to the shopping mall or something you know yeah and enjoy the weather
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm more of a cold weather guy so yeah, <laughs> i'm cool with that um i've got other
0: things that i wrote down. Mm. Mm. sorry man Str- yeah stress doesn't really uh it, it might eat away at me it's the time thing i think isn't
1: like, there this thing where People that don't exhibit stress, they they pop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't found that out yet.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm someone that exhibits stress and pops. (laughs) Um,
0: That might be true. I I haven't popped yet. so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you mentioned about tall
1: poppies, but you didn't really explain what you were driving at. With um, tall poppies, yeah,
0: yeah. This this is a
1: conversation I, I don't know how I would ever lead into this particular one, but if you have an idea what you meant,
0: yeah, uh, it's just a... I, I think the idea of tall poppy in New Zealand is really prevalent, and I think it's very harmful. What's and, an example? Um, it's with the. It's usually, the idea is someone sticking their head out, and then the peers having to mow them down usually, um, what would ex- an example there be? There was
1: a writer who got an award for a book. Yeah. Um, was here in Auckland. Um, I came across it cause the writer lived near my house. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you live near my house.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's all I know. And about. then you proceeded to mow them down.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I, I haven't read the book or anything, but it, yep. they got mowed down in the well, press. Yeah. And, and I was kind of like, wow, well, is this an example of that tall poppy stuff yeah um, but i think it was more like okay the person won an award for their book great mm. um and then they started to profess a bunch of political opinions
2: mm.
1: and everyone was
0: like uh, oh is uh, that what happened yeah yeah and okay. they were kind of like, <laughs> yep. not quite so good um, <laughs> um but, but, but I, that, that's more of the misuse like, of like the platform right he kind of yeah. just went off his rocket possibly <laughs> P- poss- possibly oh right? well, may- maybe that's warranted my 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 thing is more of like a people that become the poppy if that's the way to say this mm-hmm. um,
1: tend to get more platform though right so
0: um, it it depends mm-hmm. usually there's some kind of like uh, achievement that happens and then uh, i don't know it uh, it might be simply jealousy or something from society that You know, you can't let a guy enjoy the success that he, she has. And you then have to make up... I don't know. I don't know what it is. So is this a culture of New Zealand thing where um, just admiring people is... You can't do that. It's not allowed So, for some reason. It feels that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know if I explained Tall Poppy well, but it's, it's a phenomena. Google it. And it's really that prevalent in new zealand
1: i think people should um really contemplate the difference between envy and
0: jealousy mm. you want to go ahead <laughs> and
1: <laughs> the jealousy is like you love something a lot yeah pride and you want to keep it to yourself right? yeah uh whereas envy is like you don't have something and other people do
0: oh right okay and, and you,
1: therefore your it. yeah
0: i'm using the words incorrectly
1: there's that but there's also the good thing to think about like i are you protecting yourself? Mm. Like, are you spurning this tall puppy in order to protect yourself? Or are you spurning the tall puppy out, out of envy? Yeah. You know, like, because you know you'll never obtain what they
0: have. Yeah, I think it's all of the above. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, yeah I'm sure it differs so what, from person does, to person. Why does this stuff um, bother you? Bother you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, bother me. It it bothers me because it doesn't have, like, can you imagine you have a group of friends and uh, you try to pursue something and you're ridiculed for pursuing a dream that you have. Um, not because... Ridicule? They'll they just give you shit <laughs> um, because you're trying to do something that is outside of this norm. Hmm. And uh, instead of being encouraging, you actually get the opposite reaction. Um, I think the... Uh, the other side of tall poppy is there is this humbleness that <laughs> exists in New Zealand, where even when you do congratulate a person, I think they will try to be very humble about it. Uh, in a lot of cases, self-effacing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these I, I think they go hand in hand, um, and it's very much like a very Kiwi type attitude. Yeah. But I just don't like that pursuing a thing, and being hassled for that is is a good uh, environment to… I'm not sure
1: what case you're talking about there, but um, there's another option to look at is like where you pursue something and no one even registers it mm. like <laughs> like there's no feedback mm. at all like that's in some sort of ways worse than getting a reaction of some kind
0: uh, but, I don't, but i don't know what you, i think i think that would be very strange would after would your family would your close friends uh, if you said that i, I don't know Let, let's use your new job at, at larian as, well, a, as an
1: example i was thinking more like i've written books and stuff and it's like drops in the ocean to, yeah no one noticed. Kind of feeling that feeling is quite
0: strange. But like, you n- know, you you talk about it with people, and th- surely they'd respond. Yeah, I mean,
1: okay. So last time you mentioned about um, taking a Facebook ad and putting some marketing, yeah, effort. So it's like, okay, fine. Um, Facebook, <laughs> that's a hundred bucks, right? Yeah, you'd have to sell ten books or so to. You make that money back. Right? Mm. It's okay. That doesn't sound like a lot. Mm. So on a Facebook campaign for I don't know, a hundred bucks worth, with well, mm. much that is, um, in time. Uh that got like thirty thousand maybe more now, I don't and I stopped looking.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, likes like a very like the what do they call it? The Impression reach impressions and out out outreach or whatever, registering on strangers and all that which is the point of marketing mm. as, as opposed to just taking to your friends, you know, mm. <laughs> um, it would be a form of marketing. Yeah. So 30,000 people, uh, is quickly is quite a, a big thing, but number of sales is still nothing. Mm. So it's kind of like, uh, you that, feel as though it's wasted. Yeah, well it is a hundred bucks of waste, right? Um, You're... So it's kind of like, uh, at least you're getting a response of some kind to the efforts you... Oh, you'd rather
0: a response?
1: Yeah, because you can build on feedback. You can't build on nothing. Yeah.
0: You
1: know? So that's what I'm saying.
0: It, um, yeah. I think in your case, you there's like a threshold that you have to break through in order to get some kind of reaction to. Like, it it, yeah. it really is just quiet I, right I believe now.
1: so. Like I actually entered into the Facebook um, ad thing that's a, just for fun. Yeah. Because like, I, I kind of expected yeah. it to be just like that.
0: you were curious. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, what what kind of, what kind of uh, uh, efforts are you making that?
0: Oh, you know bring funny brings to life e- even know? with this podcast. Um, okay, so th- this is the, an example. I like the medium. I like the format of an open form discussion like this. Um, other people have opinions and it's it, like, they won't tell me directly I'll hear about it. And then I, often, I a, often I, negative. I have an a, opinion about,
1: I think if you were doing video, mm. this would probably be, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm talking from personal reaction here, not, not there's no authority here. But I mean, I mean, I've responded better to podcasts with this video than to, mm. to podcast that just audio. Yeah. But I mean, different people out there may have, this is personal it. preference yeah yeah they may appreciate audio because they the way they absorb the media but um but yeah I mean have you thought of video I, I, I don't even think it's worth it right. Well, one reason why I think video is kind of nice is you can if you are, are talking about a media like we talked about that cyberpunk yeah you'd, genre, you'd like to you watch could, the video people could see it and yes. they, 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 they get uh, exposed to the things you're
0: trying to talk about yeah and we can be flagged for copyright and stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah. The, so, yeah, the podcast example would be a, a good one where, man, like people that aren't close to me will say shit about it, and it is off-putting. Um, it's, it's really sad because it takes away from the intention of just wanting to do something. It prevents people from, from doing things as well. And it's a bad culture. <laughs> like you want to – I thought you'd want to encourage – this kind of thing. Um but again, people have opinions. People think they know better. Yeah. And that's just the one example. It it's so uh common in New Zealand, that the whole tall poppy thing. It exists everywhere. Like it it it'll be subtle as well. Yeah.
1: I, I, I can't conf- I, I can't think of a case of of that that's applied to me. I'm more of like the obscurity guy. Mm. so that's a different kind
0: of, kind of it, it, it may be that i'm reading into this maybe more than i should as well but uh yeah there's been more than one occasion of it i, I just don't think it's good for cultures to have i don't i don't think uh i don't think it's healthy yeah. I, i'm not the only one who's t- talked about it as well
1: mm. I've, I've noticed that in a lot of um public things there's this sort of Insistence on everything being positive, mm. and like only touching on content that has a you know, uplifting kind of vibe. Mm. And i I know that people and you know, there's a thing in psychology where people respond to smiles more than to other things. Mm.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, so like uh, I mean, probably everyone listening to this would rather hear funny jokes than sad stories, right? But mm. um, but I'm kind of into the um, sad stories. Well. Like, we're talking about a a problem or Mm. we're talking about something which we don't like. And and I I kind of think that that's a conflict-oriented thing. Um, People thrive in stories on on conflict. Mm. Um, I guess the the trick there is you want to try to find resolutions.
0: Um, I I know this is a broad statement, so it it sounds broad. Obviously, there are benefits of it, like... uh, you know, if people, uh, I don't know, overly, just surrounded, you know, there's a lot of adulation for this person, and they're an asshole about it. <laughs> it's, it's not cool. That, that's bad form. Um, and I understand that too, but
1: I often wonder if, like, you know, you some, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't wanna pick a name, but for some reason, Neil Gaiman comes to mind. Mm. He's a writer who's been famous for, for my entire life. (laughs) Mm. Um, So um, he's like the cream of the cream. And he has a very confident uh, presentation in the media. Um, So i often wondered if I was in that kind of uh, success, let's say, would I still have a nice uh, appealing presentation to the world? Mm. I guess, um, does he you know the film director from New Zealand uh, that did Thor? you. Yeah. yeah, he's done some really nice stuff and everything. And yeah. he has a slightly flamboyant um, media presence. Yeah. And I kind of wonder, like, in terms of tall poppiness and stuff, I wonder how much cut down he gets given. Like, he seems to be riding this, uh, surfing this wave of success, right? Yeah and so i'm admiring that i think it's cool and he's got a bit of flair mm. but i wonder how many people are like expressing envy yeah and trying to cut him down and all that it,
0: he's actually spoken about tall poppy oh really and he, interestingly <laughs> and he doesn't like it either yeah <laughs> a, a lot of people especially in new zealand have, have uh, expressed this yeah. well um, he's
1: incredibly um accomplished now right so that's great yeah um
0: yeah. yeah l- let me ask you. A do, you thing. A, do you ever ascribe to
1: subscribe or ascribe or aspire to, like, going and being like, say, the product in a way, like, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: After I mean, after a while, like a film director is really kind of, in a way, it's a project manager for five hundred people or more. But, um, like. But Taiko Waititi, mm. uh, he's known for himself now, right? Mm. <laughs> like, do you ever think um, maybe it would be good to be known for, for being sovereign? Like, um,
0: uh, uh, m- you know? maybe. <laughs> I, I don't aspire to this. I don't. I don't think uh, right now I'm pursuing anything like that. No, I, I do these podcasts. So, so, what's your motivation
1: for doing game projects and stuff? Then, like, I mean, I know you have a personal project going on now. Mm. I, I don't know a lot about, but anything about um
0: what's the reason for doing it yeah what what um what's pushing you along it's an idea that i'd like to see through that i'd like to see expressed that represents me I, i guess it is quite personal this project and uh yeah i think i'd like to produce it because I don't think anyone else will be producing anything like this anytime soon I, I think there's a, a, an opportunity here that I'd like to
1: grab and what percent done is the, <laughs> is the reveal of it you know I mean like to the point where you're ready
0: to show it that that is a great question I don't know but mm-hmm. um, it, it depends on what state you'd like to see it in what what I'd feel com- comfortable with with showing Hmm. Um, I, I've always like wanted to just make this vertical slice and release that and see how that goes. Um, really, just to see if there's an audience for it, if if anyone thinks it's interesting. Uh, because, yeah, I, th- I I think it's interesting. I don't think there's too much in terms of like. I'd be a tiger type character from it i just like to create and tell the story
1: is it something you you would go this is done by me completely or is this more like i'm trying to make something that i can then scale up to involve other people on you know in the interests of making a bigger product
0: Mm, yeah the latter for sure Mm. um yeah it's definitely something i'd like to work with other people on
1: do you pursue um Oh, let's say you gather sources of production funding or production
0: contacts and stuff like that yeah like that that seems to be the thing that I'm uh, looking at at present yeah, yeah. see how that goes that, that will speed up development which is uh, always good do you feel
1: envy of the tall poppiness of Tencent, for example? <laughs> um, oh,
0: that they can just throw
1: money yeah. around? Yeah. That, like, I was I was kind of surprised they invested in Rocketworks. Um, I mean, this is reflecting back to when they were just in Dunedin with a few people. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, where did that come from? That's, yeah. You know, so he's obviously got some ability to...
0: Dean's quite a character. He, yeah. he would be... I, uh...
1: I haven't met him, but I've seen enough around because people... You've seen his Instagram? People that we know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, I mean, so the Vikings, they have this idea of a glamour, like this is from the Beowulf movie, Mm. the 3D one. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Um, that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The glamour is like some ability to charm people kind of thing. Mm. Um, And, well, people would call it charisma. yeah. Yeah, charisma and all that. But there's also the going out there and entrepreneurial grit to just... Push your idea yes. consistently enough into enough people's faces yeah. that it starts to become aware of it or it's finally the right note on the keyboard. Mm.
2: Right.
1: Um, I guess I can say that for me, I could write quite several books before I bother to go out and try to right. push through the world. So, I mean, there's a risk with your project is like if, you're, if it's too personal, then you might never get it out to the right people. I see. Uh, you know? So, yeah. are you? Are you
0: yeah i, I found
1: time for
2: that
0: I, I found that um i don't seem to have that ability like like other people which sucks and do you, do you think
1: if i just put in some time to it like if six months of going around and talk, talking to strangers and people i'm not mm. strangers but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Randos, but I, I mean strike up conversations with people on the street you know look for the look for the capital let's say um mm. go
0: doing that we'll, we'll see it's, it's early days i think i'm yeah.
1: looking towards doing that right now yeah. um yeah I, we'll see. I often come across things like there's this group called sequoia which mm. they're, they're a vc company but um like well, <laughs> i mean this is humorous for me because it's like they're super high level right mm. um but they they're they're saying basically that they they want more very early uh, ideas. Yeah, ideas where the people are just starting to form their little team. Oh, interesting. And and and
0: they so, want to get so, in on the ground because they want to
1: participate. On, yeah. yeah okay. like, as opposed to people that come along with the vertical slice already complete, right? And it's already got a stamp. That, that, that interesting. Kind of, yeah. Um. So so that they're, they're kind of going. Yeah, we want to hear from the very early guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, probably i mean the the caveat on all of that kind of stuff is like they take a lot of your company <laughs> well they, yeah they should probably own all of it <laughs> <laughs> but also you have to prove that you have a track record that is but you but you do you have credentials that are like strong now right? mm.
0: so yeah there's... we'll we'll see um yeah but like the the next year is going to be really interesting because i'm i think i'm going down that direction yeah. um and i and i want to pr- pursue it and uh yeah, it's exciting. It's it's different, and it's mine. So we can we can you know see how that pans out. Yeah, it's different to like I just looking at the industry and uh, areas that are underlooked. I I think is in, interesting. I did, by the way. Um, very few people know this about me, but I did start a company like right out of high school right. <laughs> and try to pursue like game development. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, so do you know about serious games and yes. what they are? Yeah, 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 I actually thought I invented that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. th- there was a, so I was working for a company, stumbled on it and was like, actually this this, this would be a really cool training tool for this company to have. And um I met with VCs, I had a company. I thought these were the things like the steps that you take in order to um to start a company and, and grow it into an actual business. Um I there were many red flags. Like I was just not in a good state um because like your personally. Use, your youth and all that. Yeah, like I was into yeah. baggy clothes and stuff like that. I'm pretty
1: sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure now with what you can show. For your last twelve years, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, for an entertainment project, you know, you'd
0: probably get a lot more years than when you were like, like whip a snapper. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I like to think I've drawn a lot since then. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. The hilarious thing is, it's
1: like okay. Um, have you heard? Have you seen the Bill Burr animation film? Um, uh, not film it's, it's a TV show it's a Netflix F, F is for family yes and it's kind of great storytelling kind of slightly I would say low grade animation quality but I mean it's got that very lively um, performance but it has it's like South Park y- yeah
0: yeah but, but yeah, a more nicer you South know Family
1: course. Guy it's kind of in that category of quality of, of animating but maybe it, graphically a little less but mm. but the storytelling is excellent and mm. the, obviously the voice acting from him is great mm. um and th- that's kind of like his personal pet project mm. right so okay tall puppy thing it's success or envious right yeah <laughs> but i'm like this is great I, I just want this to be more seasons I, yeah i, I kind of drank it all in one <laughs> go i was like this, but so so the reason i bring that up is because it's kind of this um it's like I mean, I don't know how expensive it costs to make that, but, um, it's kind of like a, as cheaply made as possible mm. to get the story out that yes. he wanted to tell. Yes. Right. Cause probably he's putting a lot of his own stuff into it. Right. And then uh, if you look on art station at all the amazing art, yeah. Like there's all, there's also artists that want to pump up something for, to sort of sell into the world. Right? Yeah. Like there's a guys who are real capable artists mm. Who could do that same Bill Burr uh, story on a scale if okay. they if they had interest from other people, or funding from other people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a massive quality difference between <laughs> yeah. um, what actually gets made and <clears throat> put out into the into TV or whatever, um, as opposed to all the latent mm. skilled people that are just going, "Hey, man, what about me?" Yeah, yeah. And I feel it's like it's kind of. Uh, you know, I, I had the lens on myself for a bit there, but uh, for for what I can do. But I started looking at like there's all these more experienced and more capable, amazing artists who are just, um, like art station is saturated. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and only some of those people ever actually get that exposed.
0: Yes, of success. So it's kind of like,
1: you know, you're taking a massive gamble.
0: Um, Billboard you... also is like just a. Very successful comedian. Yeah, I mean, he was all, and he's, once he's, you have some success, it's easier to have some more. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, like, I can't speak to the artists because Art Station is this dumpster of like awesome artwork from yeah. every like corner of the globe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are a lot of people that are, you know, just want to show off their things. They want to land jo- jobs. They want to share ideas in that format. It's, it's it's all those things. And I'm sure a lot of people are looking for, like, notoriety and things like that in it. Yeah. Um, shit, if you saw my art station, you'd see that I'm putting out things that I find interesting. Like I haven't uh, seen your art station. A lot of people would be like, oh, this looks like dog shit. <laughs> um, but I like it because, you know, it, it's important to try to solve the problem of getting a characters' lip-sync animation onto another character and preserve a lot of the work that you put into that original one. Um, these are things that I'm interested in. Is is, is, this, would, a, is this
1: related to the Nick Kolan, <laughs> like that sort of mobile game-looking character thing? <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah, yeah. so that, that lip-sync thing is something I'm kind of proud of, and uh, this is actually one of the steps I had to take in order to pursue the game i'm working on yeah so to solve that problem is cool and this is why i can speak about lip syncing as well because and and rigging because i studied them because i wanted to work on my own rig and something that uh, is superior i feel um not not only with how it looks but how it's used these are important things to me um peric
1: is a friend of ours and Mm. he um explained to me one day about um, a, the masculine property of over-promising <laughs> okay. as being an underrated way to um, like promote, hold, hold yourself promote up. for work basically right um, and a lot of a lot of people um, this is his claim and I kind of see where he's coming from like uh, you say you convince someone you can do something without actually being able to demonstrate that you can. You know? mm. And I'm like, for my character, that's like hard, I <laughs> a see. hard thing to do. But I can kind of see a lot of... I think there's a lot of, like, you know... Talk- when did you yeah. realize
0: that, by the way? Um. Well... About yourself. You must have tried. I, I started
1: wondering, like, how come it's a manager who sells or gains a contract for a job, right? Mm. Not, not an artist or whoever. Yeah. Like, you know, they, the kind of, uh, pigeonhole people into certain personality types or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're generally true, but they're not completely true. Yes. Um, but there's always this thing where an, an artist is like way too sensitive to be like a entrepreneur, yeah. In the ma- in the sense that a marketer would be, mm-hmm. whereas the marketer actually can't produce anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe you need to find a, a oh, for me, a, a market guy and maybe, yeah, it's really interesting. M- maybe a, a programmer guy or something like that. I don't. Sure. We we can talk about this more after
0: for yeah. sure. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the problem with a personal project and you're doing it by yourself is you kind of have to split your personality across. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, maybe uncomfortable terrain. You know? it,
0: it it sucks and you like, especially me being in my position, looking at, you know, the success of Path of Exile, you then see how cool it was that, you know, Chris, Eric and Jonathan had that between themselves and and could do what they did. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Obviously I was looking for um someone to work with forever. Still haven't found that person. Mm. And, uh, you know, you go work at a game studio, you want to make a game, no one's interested. <laughs> but also, maybe I just don't have that ability to then resonate with other people and convince them that, hey, you should spend all your free time and we should work on this video game together because yeah. it's very difficult to... Or that some money guy will be well off to invest in your abilities for a few years. I haven't tried that, but yeah. hey, we'll see how the next couple of years go. Yeah. You, you, um, on your episode, you had this interesting thing where you spoke about how, uh, you wanted to do certain things and, uh, and that you weren't doing them. Like as a standalone, self sufficient artist kind of a deal? I, I think it was more, it, it, it sounded like, uh, like a positional envy. <laughs> Does this kind of ring a bell? Um, ringing bells, uh, I okay so I I'm, I'm just going to launch into what I have about it okay. yeah. which is I I feel like you kind of need to work yourself into these positions and uh, and and earn them and prove to yourself that well not 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 only to yourself but to other people that you're capable of doing this you mean the position you, that. you mean you and you're talking about me or you're talking about you and people oh um, I, I feel this is, uh, like, f- for everyone. I, I, right. think, I think people need to be tested and um, actually yep. try to do the thing and prove themselves to... I mean, particularly in the eyes of other people,
1: there should be some authenticity that you can demonstrate. Yeah, right? yes. Yeah that's a that's contrary to the Paris thing that's what you just try to sell. <laughs> you just try to sell it as if it was real and then you make it real <laughs> um, um, that's that's like ballsy
0: right <laughs> um it, it requires more time I think yeah, yeah. but it, you you have solid like a, a solid base in order to uh convince other people that you're capable of this yeah which is good I think Um, It it, it inspires others, it it does all that good stuff.
1: I think it depends what scale you're trying to, let's say, develop to or grow to. Like if you're trying to do something that allows you to hire five people Mm. as opposed to 50 people,
2: Mm.
1: or, or to get funding to hire a studio or 500 people. yeah. There's different categories of authenticity you have to demonstrate, right?
0: It's, it's um, different. So. Um, scope is important in these things. doesn't need to be 500 people. I was always
1: impressed by um, a- Ang Lee, right? The director of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Apparently, I mean, this is just a story I heard. Um, he was a house husband until he was about 35 years old. Wow. And then he was just like, honey, I'm going to direct films now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been thinking about <laughs> and I'm it. Like,
2: yeah. I'm <laughs> like,
1: is that a real story? Because <laughs> that just seems like totally like a. You know, when someone is famous, they, they kind of get a bunch of stories around them. Yeah. But yeah, but that's that's such a and, story. and then he says the most fanciful one. Yeah. Yeah. I know that David Fincher was a like, he started directing at thirty five, mm. and but but he was doing ads and stuff, right? And sort of Ridley Scott style. Ridley Scott was also doing ads before he was directing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, well, okay. Ridley Scott was like a f- uh, amateur film director right. and then he, commercial and then and then films. Yeah. But yeah, David Fincher also started pretty late as a, you know, top guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I think you've got like, I mean, everyone has potential, and that sort of physical discharge kind of um way but you've got like 12 years of top game artist kind of potential waiting to to leverage so
0: yeah it's interesting i i i wonder it's so yeah you'd you'd think that when it came to asset creation here for my own game that i'd have a, a solution right
1: well are you pushing for like being the artist or are you pushing for being the director? Because it sounds like you're pushing to be
0: the director. It's all things right now because... The person that
1: contains or holds the vision for the the project.
0: Yeah, the the vision's always been there. It's now execution time, so it requires developers. And so I will wear that hat because I'm very stingy about paying other people for lower quality things. Mm. But yeah, that, that... all all this is factoring into it all the experience uh, that that I've gained is going into it as well I find it interesting to do
1: like, I know know Eric's art director uh, creative director at um, our studio GG Um, so he's got a pet project that Mm -hmm. he he, hires people to do art for on the (laughs) site and Mm -hmm. it seems really you know it's something that he's taking his time over you know yeah um but he's got lots of money is it my, my, in my case i've got no Which money helps. so me me paying people to do stuff is like a extremely dangerous and risky proposition and and like okay if he pays for a picture and it doesn't work out yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna cry yeah, yeah whereas if i pay for a picture it doesn't work out i might. Like, that was a, yeah you could
0: have brought a cell phone yeah
1: <laughs> that was a massive mistake or whatever um so I'm, I'm going through the time period of like i have hired, hired i hired the audio guy for my book mm. and uh i think he did a good job overall like like i said last time i, I think we still need to fix a couple of things yeah but like I, he's he did a good job and the value was good and, and i want to work with him more
2: yeah
1: uh it's just things are way too busy right now right? yeah um uh i had uh, we mentioned sean brown last time as well <laughs> okay uh very uh small where we live in <laughs> i hired sean to do the cover for the book mm. and he did a really nice job yeah Um uh, it was a little expensive i guess but uh you know you're supposed to pay out as well right? Mm. um i mean it wasn't expensive and like i mean i talked to a few people about this and and someone mentioned that Yeah, but the actual rates of an artist would be like higher than that Hmm. and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't have more money than that (laughs) all all those kind of things and uh so you know it's kind of like i guess i i i I got what i wanted he got what he wanted we're we're happy and everything um but it was an interesting process to art direct yeah he was already gone to another city um, so we did it by remotely. Yeah. email.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. and that was interesting too because mm. it's like we had we just had to talk about the problems. Uh, yes. The, 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 was there
0: much iteration for the yeah, cover? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did. We did it in
1: milestones or or, or levels of completeness and reviews. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I knew he would be. You know how when, like. If you've got money and you offer something, everyone's like, "Yeah, I can do that," because <laughs> they want the money. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you
1: don't know whether they can deliver yes. it to you. So I knew he could because we worked together for for a while. So I knew he was already able to do that. Yeah. Um. But when when you go to people that you're not so
0: familiar with, it's you know that's another daunting problem. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, you want to see evidence that they can pull off the thing that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. This. This is. Um, yeah, that falls into the Peric thing, or well, contradicts the thing that you said yeah, about
1: <laughs> Have you ever hired, or not hired for you, but in GGG, or have you had an influence in hiring the...
0: Yeah, er- Eric and place? I sit down and hmm. talk about, like John, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the artists that came in, we'll talk about, especially if they fall into, like, the environment artist photogrammetry arena. You know, okay. I, th- I think Eric will go to whoever's, uh I guess an expert on that thing yeah. that we're hiring for. But yeah, also for like my own personal projects I've hired people. I actually commissioned a guy to do um, one of the posters for a horrible game that I produced <laughs> and that was cool. Because again, uh, you click on this guy, his, you see his portfolio and off that, you know, it resembled things that I wanted and so it was a very easy decision for me to just say, I want this. This is a composition. Paint it. <laughs> and yeah, it it, it, it there, there were no iterations. It was just he made it and I was like, Cool. Yeah. And and paid him. So what about non artists? Like Non artists? Have you ever worked
1: hired a non artist to
0: help you out? Yeah, I, I have programmes. <laughs> yeah. What's that like? Oh, it's horrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why, why is it horrible?
0: It? It, it's horrible because um, because usually I think, I think what you'd want to do is um, have a look at their code, how they work with things, you know, see if they're good. Um, but because my budget's so low, <laughs> I'm uh, really just hitting and hoping for, like, someone to deliver cool stuff. And it's really hard because the people that are good um, are very hard to keep because they will they're pursuing money as well and uh you know if i'm paying them half of what they could be making elsewhere of course they're gonna go where the money is
1: and do you have any troubles expressing to them the needs of what you're actually
0: driving for yeah you know like uh making gifts commenting on things and movies it helps a whole bunch yeah. yeah so it's not it's not too much of an issue the only problem is i, I really would like to just sit down with an, another developer and describe the problem and work together, you know, in the same room. It it has a lot of those, you know, you can interactively just ask them what they're doing and there is a dialogue between you, which is really cool, which is what happens at Grinding Gear, but, you know, doesn't happen for these games that I'm working on. What do you got, Tom? Um... i'll probably cut this out
1: that's fine it's okay to have a think let's go for a final topic because of the i i need to go to oh (laughs) i'm going to like a fundraiser for a badminton club (laughs) it's like (laughs) that's new for me um sausage sausage sizzles a community community participation Mm -hmm. yeah um I guess I want to ask about the thing we mentioned about hiring people, you know, yeah. what do you think that now people need to actually know in order to like, I mean, often in articles about CG, the, the expert gets asked, what should a new person know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what do you think is necessary to know for like, I don't know, uh, Put, putting together your uh, – like persuading people that you're capable. Mm. You know, let, let's say you are capable. What, what, what are the steps you should
0: go through to I do don't, I, don't, I don't know, Tom. I, 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 don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a good answer here. <laughs> oh. I, I, don't, I don't have a good answer here because I, I, I haven't really had to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's kind of a – I mean – in a way, that's nice for you, right? Because mm-hmm. you've had a long, long-term job.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like so, uh, when I was at university, the the, the lecturer he was like, we would. He, he was a real special guy that was niche into sci-fi, so mm-hmm. I enjoyed talking to him. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he was kind of like, you know, as a writer, you should get used to rejection, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just like it's, he was preparing you for the, yeah, for the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he just flatly stated it's going to happen. And, yeah. Build a tough skin and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think in applying for jobs, it's like uh, there must be this, m- there must be metrics for this somewhere. But like, even something, imagine someone's quite competent, mm. right? And they apply for jobs. There's still, there's still going to be a bell curve, right? Of yeah. like successes on one end and fails on the. Well, I mean, in a job application, you're either success or fail. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Like sometimes you even maybe go through a, a passage of uh, there's like a maybe stage yeah. where, where they express some interest for a while yes. and then it fades away
0: or something They're the like vetting but, applicants.
1: Yeah, I've heard of this where people maybe even get offered money, but then, then they still haven't, nothing has been decided by yeah. both sides, right? Um, so, I mean, in terms of getting used to rejection or whatever, yeah. Uh, I mean, given you've had this nice, uh, settled position for a while, <laughs> maybe it's not the best question, but, um, it's like, how do, do you worry about that kind of, um, having to sell myself, having to present yourself and demonstrate your
0: abilities? Of Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I do. Especially, uh, yeah, like if acquiring funding is a thing that I'm looking at, how's the best way I go about doing that? And, uh, you know, if you look at the things I've worked on, a lot of them are through the veil of grinding gear. Mm. Um, and
1: Do you think you'll work for another person's studio, though? Or are you more like, if I'm going to not work at GGG, I'm going to work on me? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that's, that's a very badly way to say it. <laughs> um, but there's a difference between agreeing to work on a studio yes. on another person's
0: dream uh, and working on your possibly. own dream. possible you know? Possibly. Um, like, you know, I'm hoping to live a little while longer. So hopefully all, all of the above is on the table. Yeah. Do you believe in predetermination? Um, <laughs> like like your destiny's already set? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. I, I think you have you to work very hard at, yeah. at doing stuff. Right. Yeah. So you can influence your destiny if you
1: uh, take the effort to
0: yes. do so? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely yeah. <laughs> for that. Um, I, I don't think it's uh, in my experience. That's how things have been. I've yeah. had to work at it. I, I know there are other people that are born into certain areas and um, have more options and resources available to them, mm. and and they can exploit it. You know, which is cool too. I um, I'm not too upset about it because I I'm okay with where I am right now. Have you ever had
1: the um, the feeling of like being in the tide of sweeping change or opportunity,
2: mm.
1: and I don't know, maybe you grabbed the opportunity, or maybe you missed the opportunity and forever are going, maybe I missed that
0: opportunity? Well, no, that's <laughs> Does something. That, I mean, maybe yeah. it
1: doesn't even bother you at
0: all, uh, or maybe it's something you were That That has happened countless times at Grinding Gear. Yeah, like we as a, we existed. You know, as a game a long time ago, and uh, there have been huge advancements in like making video games. You know, PBR was huge. There, there were, there were moments like I, I really committed to like, not really being like texturing properly. Like, it t- from today's standards, they they weren't correct. Like, you would do the thing where you make a, a diffuse map, a normal map, and then you would just bake interesting like lighting information into the the diffuse spec map really didn't matter in, in a lot of cases um, and then PBR comes along and I remember having to work on these ice cubes and man it really tested a, a lot of my ability at that time and um, but Alex but just saw the eventual benefit and necessities of it and all that kind of stuff well what happened was uh, artist alex um was sitting next to me and i was like dude i just can't seem to get this and i remember asking him to do it and he delivered this really awesome asset and i was like holy shit, i am so far behind that entire weekend i like tried to replicate it just seeing why i was missing the mark on this thing hmm. um that that was huge. That that was one of those moments. It felt like a sink or swim. So it was of kind of a overcome fear, face face
1: it, take yeah. it on,
0: yeah. and succeed. There, there have been heaps of yeah. um, moments like that.
1: Yeah, I guess that's what I was driving at with the control rig thing earlier about like knowing where to select the things, and once you get uh, it, once <laughs> you get it, you, the clouds part, and you're, you're fine. Yeah, that, that that's and, and it's often nice to. Um, almost be provided that good communication in your team and whatever, mm. uh, as opposed to having to figure it out yourself by yourself for a long time. Yeah. Maybe missing the boat.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, like
1: I always But you encourage. don't worry about like a missed opportunity in the past or, or, I, or I,
0: some opportunity that came up that you grabbed and you're like forever grateful? I I do, looking at me and Gear, I do wonder, you know, if the company never existed or if I never made it to Gear, mm-hmm. what? i would be doing right now there are those like fleeting thoughts and uh that that, you know the what if yeah that's a fascinating topic yeah yeah because i would have pursued game development and it could have been anywhere like there, there, yeah there were a lot of possibilities that could have happened but didn't um yeah i'm getting older (laughs) there are those
1: things it's worth um, uh, Jackson. Uh, we mentioned many many times. Uh, mm. he, he pointed out that it's often easy to forget that the job that we're in is quite a you know special one and a good one. Mm. It's kind of easy to take it as like oh this is the norm, but mm. actually it's, it's really very special. Mm. <laughs> you know, so there's, there's that.
0: Um, I I do have you know you only know
1: what you know yeah you, you're yeah. F- a cone of vision and outside that cone it's hard to yeah to grasp
0: i, I guess w- one of the things that i have access to was uh, me and a very close friend entered 3d at the same time we went to school together you know primary school and everything um and we pursued 3d i, I believe we're the only guys of our year that pursued 3d we diverged right after we finished out he he went through university i pursued like a polytechnic a few polytechnic courses and um we left right around the same time he pursued production uh films and tv shows that kind of thing and i went well yeah it was kind of already decided for me i had a job at grinding gear like as soon as i left i i thought i would actually do the uh, game development course at media design school Mm -hmm. i was lucky enough to get the Already got through out of there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a thing of does, like,
0: how does this commute to the other dude? Well, he um, pursued, uh, you know, jobs that were interesting to him. So he he was working in Wellington for a little bit, then went to Australia, Ireland. Now he's in Canada working on TV shows and stuff. And how it's relevant is that I can gauge. My success, i know comparisons horrible, and you shouldn't do it. But he—he's a direct comparison. We're—we're yeah. we're off similar age. Grew up in the same place. Yeah,
1: and he, and he had the same starting point with uh, tra- training and stuff.
0: Yeah, very similar. And I can kind of see like how well he's doing. <laughs> and you know, if, sure there is like variance—you know, five, ten percent variance. But you know, if something fell really out of line, then I know there's something wrong with what I'm pursuing. Yeah, I have I have a dude exactly like this. But it's like, <laughs> they, well, everything you're saying, I'm like yeah, that, that's the same guy. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so comparison is interesting, and it's good to that that will influence you because you know he's a good friend and um yeah, like that exists. But you're but, still in contact with him, of course. Him, yeah. Them, yeah. Yes. Um. So, so that's interesting. the The fleeting thing is like, man. Looking back is is really interesting. Um, like I I made horrible mobile games, dude. I just came like really late to these things. I always wanted to make them, and uh, you know the, my first mobile game. I thought about that for a very long time. It, I I must have sat on the idea for like two three years, and you know by the time it came out it was kind of garbage. <laughs> Um, mobile games were saturated. You know, the the window that it then launched into was one where, you know, that saturation of indie games was, was very prevalent then. Um, so the timing wasn't great. The next game that I then worked on was more just for me, just to make another very simple game mechanic. Um, you know, I learned a lot of things, but it was more of the same. Like the first one, the... the third game that i'm now working on that's interesting and it's if it if it does well like i'll commit to the next couple of years to it if it doesn't do well i think i probably look towards other industries like i actually i actually think i'm at the tail end of the, uh, the career that i have i uh, think you're at the point where
1: Developing your own content is is both uh, a way forward, mm. and you have the resources to do so. Mm. So it sounds like a good thing to do. I don't want to put words in your mouth though. Um, <laughs> so if you were uh, to if you were to start over, knowing what you know now and mm. and all that,
0: uh, do the landscape was well, completely different. Yeah, huh? yeah. Um, like. You know, a lot of things have happened in the last, in, in the last 12 years. Well, let's um,
1: say, let's say if you were to start over and not do games, do, is, there, is there anything And not do games? Is there anything that you'd feel, like, capable for? Yeah. I, like, I often wonder, like,
2: <laughs> yeah, <a lot> of, <laughs> what am what
1: I capable for and in, in the rest of, capable of, I mean, in the rest of the world?
0: Yeah. Um, this is the what if thing. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought, like, being an engineer would be cool. What's an engineer? An engineer, like a hardware engineer like someone who works on circuitry or something like this yeah, that's interesting. Um, something that would complement my my family's tool set yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, th- th- they kind of are engineers as well <laughs> and, um, but more along those lines I guess is, is the thing like yeah my older brothers kind of pursued a, uh, a career in industrial and transport design and they have qualifications and are doing really cool things now i should have followed that same path because all my brothers did that but <laughs> like and, and we should have because uh, we came together our, and worked on our really our cool stuff numbers. together yeah um yeah so you you have this really tight team together um but yeah i was the only guy who went and pursued video games like a like a dummy <laughs>
1: Well, maybe you just need to find a bunch of brothers that are more aligned with what you do.
0: Well, I, I, I've yeah. been searching. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard to find people that one are interested and you get along with them. Yeah, I find it interesting. Also,
1: I, I also feel like it's a bit of a hard search. But people do, do it. You know, like mm-hmm. if you if you listen to the guys that um, the story of the Quixel uh, development, mm-hmm. um, they were very much a bootstrapping bunch of friends right starting from literally nothing in the old days they just had a want for better tools i
0: think okay um
1: so yeah i mean i i listened to their uh explanation of how they started out the other day and i was like this is like the perfect bootstrapping startup
0: story ever because (laughs) the 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 guy behind quips the main guy He's, he's quite a young dude right Yeah, yeah and they're all kind of young
1: uh, that's my impression. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about that, but um, but it is a classical startup model. For yeah,
0: what they described. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe I'm just not like a good person to get along with. That. Maybe I just <laughs> have horrible um, social skills.
1: I don't. I don't think that is the case that you should worry about. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think that if 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 you're serious about like. Producing something of, of, of sovereign, um the sovereign product range of whatever it is, then it's. I think you're at the stage where you need to start getting other people to understand what you're after. Yeah. You know, what you're driving for, and then leveraging what they can offer and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. N- now's a really interesting time. I'm not sure why this year. So, what, what,
1: um, what do you think players want? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming your product is a
0: game, right? But um, yeah, or some kind. What do I think thing.
1: What do you, What do you think? What do you think is the next big thing?
0: Without without going into it, I mean, yeah, maybe. It's a I, I think it's, it's, it's a secret. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, like, let's say just this is a spin-off of
1: that. Like, when Fortnite came out, I was aware of it way before it became well known. Yeah, and it was not even. It wasn't even similar to what it is. Mm. what it finally became
0: the battle royale
1: yeah uh, it was more this gritty um, tower defense slightly slink the characters were slightly slinky um, evil looking guys that, I, I, I mean, thought
0: the art style stayed true yeah, to yeah. what it was originally there's a talk on this on GDC about
1: this, the art direction for that game yeah um, but, but but anyways none of us could really have predicted that Fortnite became popular right um, mm. I mean, it's partly because they they ripped off of PUBG. And none of us could <laughs> they have made it more PUBG became popular. Right? Mm. So, do you, do you, do you think like um, I mean, you might not be m- marketing into that kind of next, bex- next big next definitely thing. not. Yeah, but you you talk that you've got some special secret sauce. So I'm just kind of like, well, what what's what's, know, sound, sound what's co- the secret sauce? You sound confident in your
0: I, I, idea. I've expressed this. Um, in the past um and nick and i got into an argument i think and uh i came off actually like feeling like shit um because well nick's really good at arguing (laughs) and uh not listening to what you say and continuing to argue his points um but also he's got the vocabulary and um all that stuff um but yeah I, i actually think story and video games suck and i think the what you can do inside it, suck as well. So it's a is, long... Is this an argument on one of the podcasts? Yeah, yeah it is. I'll have to check it, is. it out. Yeah. It is, and it was horrible, man. But, uh, you know, I learned a lot of things. Um, uh, what is it? Emergent storytelling is what... Uh, the, the word that I probably should have used. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I actually think that's fine and whatever that is. But I actually think storytelling... You know, if The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 are anything to go off, I, I don't think AAA games know how to tell story. I I, I think this whole set's bad. I, I don't think... um. I don't think, from what I've seen, you can pull off a good story uh, so far. And so what would I like to do? I, Hopefully establish tools and ways to do something more interesting in the interactive uh, format it's it's along those lines and vocal dialogue has a part to play in that yes yeah Yeah, definitely Mm. yeah facial rigs are really important because uh you know the uncanny valley is
1: yeah i was going to say do you find like cartoon storytelling to be somewhat more effective than aiming for uh you know let's say triple a reality i
0: do yeah yeah i do and disney did research on this back when they were making bambi um yeah and yeah, the whole big ice thing
2: yes yeah yeah but so, it's this
1: side the built i mentioned the bill Burr tv show yeah um if it's for family and, and how it's got a kind of actually low grade animation style but it's yeah. super effective yeah in, um in involving you well, or immersing you or
0: whatever animation is fantastic so that because they are
1: <laughs> there used to be game i mean I mean, they probably still but there were quite a number of big cartoon games when I was. Like, this is the nineties too.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. talking about like um, um, Day of the Tentacle. Well, there's Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle.
1: There's, there was one with a, a biker, um, yes. I don't remember the name of that one, but it was. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I I, I not I, I played it like well after it had actually come out and gone. But, yeah. Um, it doesn't
0: matter we're definitely
1: capable of like um, producing the art yes yeah. and, yeah. and and so one of the features of cartoons is comedy and yeah. and i'm i'm into like the doug stanhope and you kind know, of that kind of comedy yeah i mean i like Eddie and stuff as well it's, but almost like the culturally insensitive <laughs> <laughs> quirky stuff like buck, you're not meant south to say buck, buck, that kind of thing. south parking style stuff yes. and i'm like i'd love it if there were more games like that yeah yeah the, there's nothing novel there though that's just like recognizing methodology and executing on it
0: <laughs> yeah a, a lot of like personal taste and stuff factor into this as well yeah
1: um, but, but I, I don't have a very funny um, like my, and the stories that I'm writing are quite um, sober mm. you know they have like they have like subtle dry humor, uh, humor okay there, but they're not like built for comedy right, right okay. so I'm kind of curious about comedy I, I wouldn't
0: mind giving a crack at it mm. do some stand-up Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> cool. that would be horrifying for whoever was watching but, yeah but yeah yeah I, I guess it kind of goes along that thing of like how like how it's difficult to do comedy in a video game yeah. you know yeah.
1: well stand-up comedy is about prepared performance yeah you know which i have no background in but written comedy is kind of interesting
0: mm. yeah yeah it, th- these are well things i'm really interested in did you grow up with terry pratchett did you read any of that just I, Discworld? no no yeah, no i didn't like i, I didn't get into sci-fi or there was a there like was it. a
1: computer game based off of discord which was a cartoon one and i that was at a time where <laughs> i would have had to have bought that game to play it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and at that time that wasn't the option for me yeah <laughs> so yeah uh I, I might look it up again at some point but um yeah they had a they had a very cool two d um point and click discworld mm. story which was
0: super cute looking. like do do yeah. you think that kind of storytelling is effective yes yeah and and that <laughs> yeah. you would read and digest story that way yeah so so like it could exist anywhere right it could exist in a book even yeah. um yeah so i'm the things that i'm pursuing are like there is this whole other medium. Hmm. Well, the characters I've seen from your stuff,
1: your project, is cartoony. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, th- that's also because of budget, because yeah. I can't pursue super realistic because I just don't have the time to make everything super realistic. Yeah. So then to do do it stylized and not committing to it just being a portfolio piece, you know, it's... I, I'm very conscious about the decisions I've made. Um, And of course, like when it comes to lip syncing, you know, people have told me about um, automated solutions. They're all horrible right now. Um, So, until automated solutions to what? Throwing in phonemes, throwing in character rigs, and generating uh, mouth shapes based on dialogue they're all horrible
1: um there's some exciting stuff going on in the world about um, like text-based entry that generates audio it's mm-hmm. still it always feels like it's still like a few
0: years away <laughs> yeah I've been following a little bit of that too yeah, which is yeah. cool yeah you can actually train it as well on like uh well my speech mm-hmm. but yeah things like cadence go away you know like uh, it's it's very difficult to get certain reads this is, again, what books don't have, you know, you, you can't, you can't do that well in a book. I kind of think the
1: thing to aim for with entertainment is like, what you carry around with you in your head long after you've finished reading that book or read that comic or mm. or whatever, it's like, the process of actually reading the comic or reading the book is a mechanical thing, or play, mm. playing the game even. You enjoy it at the time if it's good and then but the, thing, the the magic of it is like you know five years later and you still got it playing in your head yeah then, yeah. then you know it's good
0: right yeah right. and you're thinking about certain moments that then happened yeah. And, and yeah i i think that is good storytelling so it's you you like this i think making stuff as a maker as opposed to
1: just a, let's say a consumer yeah um, like you may never realize your project but hopefully like years from now, when you look back, you'll still remember the process of it. You'll yeah. remember some pain, obviously, if it doesn't yeah, yeah. work out. But <laughs> the 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 there's a, I mean, I've I've failed to deliver produce mm. plenty of times. But um, the good ones are the ones where you can still reflect back on. Yeah, and you still remember the ideal of it,
0: right? Mm-hmm. That, that's mm. the dream, man. I I'm at the point of like I just hope I can uh, deliver mm. at least on like the idea i i hope it lives up to the standards that i've established just for myself that that's where i am okay. um and yeah it's it's very slow to develop it you know and you go into work and you see like all the cool things that the guys are doing and it's like yeah. man we can really get things done now yeah well
1: one one thing is like okay so as you know it stopped working like for a month now yeah. or almost a month yeah um so i started doing some writing stuff and i d- this happened with the previous book as well. It's like over a holiday period or if you're sick for a while mm. um, and you got a bit of free time and you start using it, yeah, you'll notice your personal productivity will shoot way up because oh, yeah? you've, now you've got the time for it, right? Yeah. So you may find it to actually get traction on a project. You may need to start working. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... I spoke to a place. Work, working pays the bills and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and sp- and your, your manager will want you to keep doing it. Yeah. But if, if you're pushing for it particular
0: project and you kind of have to treat it like the work and I spoke to a close friend about this recently and yeah he was saying the same things hmm. I'm, I've I am would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fear it though right
1: like I, I don't think you want to give up your job to to venture out into this unfilled void of wanting to do stuff but like if you ever have a a week off or a month off then you might notice the no, I massive pickup in productivity
0: there's there are a lot of things you know, just happening even in my personal life, which are uh, like kind of tied together. It isn't a matter of like taking time off. It's if if I can afford it. If this fails, will I be will I be okay to pursue these other goals that I have that I've set for myself for for the far future, and uh, I still want to pursue them and i guess the video game ones aren't too important the later ones i I think would be like legacy type things so uh yeah jackson talked about immortality (laughs) all that kind of stuff the other day refresh memory you Uh, you don't remember the avoiding death or whatever oh we we were talking about
1: something like um you know, you're going to die. Therefore you try to immortalize yourself through your work. Yeah. And I was like, ah, <laughs> 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 it's like, cause that seems so romantic and old, old, old worldy notion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm more nihilist than that. Like when you're <laughs> dead, it like, should it matter.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. In, in terms of like what I want to do, uh, you know, I'm an old dude. Games aren't, Very high on this. (laughs) Uh, So, um, sadly, I need to have some wealth in order to do the next phase properly. And, uh, yeah, there are many avenues to to pursue that. So, uh, what do you think of the...
1: Like, what's a good motivator for someone who's not a young person you know how you mentioned about, oh, I'm not young anymore, something like that. Yeah. Um, the- like, where does an old person find the energy to put all their money into a product? Like, that's what they do, right? Mm. Uh, And this is a terribly expressed question, but um, there's a thing about how games are for young people. Game making is for young people. And I'm like, well, kind of not true on it. The the really big titles, you see a lot of grebeats running around it. Right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but there is this kind of like what should you should what should you be aiming for when you're when no you're long, no longer doing this stuff? Cuz um, you can it does come a point where you sort of can't really do it. Right? Yeah. So uh what what's your kind of What are my plan? thoughts
0: on that? Yeah what are my thoughts on that or what are my plans well thoughts and plans whatever you want (laughs) because um, there there was a guy who spoke about this kind of life arc that I felt kind of uh, did resonate with me where you you spend I think your 20s to 30s you pursue information It, it it is all that you, you learn about yourself you learn about the world. Um, and then from your thirties, you then execute on it. you you hopefully should find a good job and do all the things that to establish yourself, basically you you also can obviously continue this, however, it, it's it's cool. Um, but towards your later years it becomes one of stepping back and basically, uh, teaching where you can and giving back, right. I think. So there's an
1: assumption that you that you've cemented your personal security and stability enough that
0: you've done you what can you can wind
1: down. <laughs> yes, comfortably because I, I think in today's economics that that is like yeah, it's very for hard. some people quite a scary prospect. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I I have lived a reckless life and not as um, financially grounded as like a lot of people my age right probably enjoy. Um, so I kind of often wonder, like, what's so, you know, bald and gray-haired Tom gonna be like?
0: <laughs> I, but the thing is, it's really hard to know, you know? Yeah, yeah. it is really hard to know. Like, I uh, dude, I... Pro- probably, like... Um, Jackson's
1: idea of living, of opening a convenience store in a <laughs> small town, and just selling biscuits and like packs of milk or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Dude, <laughs> dude, like that—that's cool too. Like I—I uh, I don't hate
1: on any of these things. I, the, the vet was trying to persuade me about like metabolism needs as you grow old. And, right. Um, you know the theory is that you need less as you get older, And and I suppose it's the same with like income and, and expectations from the life. Like you just probably learn to um, expect less and demand less and need less as you and, get older. And eventually you're just like you know chair in the corner with a <laughs> <laughs> with whatever drink you can handle <laughs> and uh, th- thinking about stuff. And you know like uh, when I was a kid, all my all my relatives were from my dad's family with many siblings from my dad but they're all old right, right. so i just remember old people from my childhood you know,
0: yeah um, what were they up to
1: just hanging out <laughs> they seem to be comfortable with it right yeah but they weren't like they're all retired yeah so i don't know, you know I, I feel this kind of you know this thing with the sun's energy reaches the edge of it, and there's a barrier mm. I feel this with like like work life and, and age. It's like I don't know what's on the outside barrier for me. Mm. I'm not scared of it, but I just don't really know.
0: I can't picture it. I yeah, yeah I'm, I'm unsure of your your own circumstances. Um, I'm still in that middle phase, so yeah. I'm I haven't thought about it too much. Uh, but do you dream? Is this is the reason you dream of
1: success for some game or whatever? Because you're hedging your bet against that future guy.
0: Um. No, it's more just to deliver it. Right. I'm I'm okay with it failing. You yeah. feel
1: uh, you mentioned about tall poppies, like the whole point of a tall poppy is about a second year poppies are above uh, In achievements they've achieved, right? and then yeah. people observe that. Is that a thing in your psychology? Yeah,
0: uh, you know, it, it depends. Not, man. It's all relevant.
1: All those things, dude. I. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to pursue those things, in my opinion. I think people should like. You
0: know. um... <laughs> you, you know about like the hedonic treadmill right no what's that i i believe that's a like i'm saying it correctly it's it's the idea of like you do a thing and then you're looking at the next thing above uh, your current position it's, right. it's always it typically it's always up right there may be setbacks or whatever but typically it's always up but it depends on what you value and you know, care about. Yeah. Um, so you enter the company as a junior or whatever and then you're like, well, my next
1: job's obviously going to be the the whatever and then it's going to be the senior whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: like uh, that That, that would just be a natural progression. Right. Like that that should What's be... What's hedonism a... got to do with it? It's not hedonism, oh. it's the hedonic treadmill. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that concept is yeah. called the hedonic treadmill. I get the term, but I just hadn't heard that term. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the idea of that you will you do better things and you shouldn't be going backwards is the idea. Right. Um i yeah like game development as a thing to society is like not really too important it's it's cool and, and it falls into like the arts and whatever as as like a an expression all, all those things that art fall under that that broad scope um but like i'm i'm cool not contributing to it as well that there are I I think I could spend my time wisely elsewhere and get Better feedback, but also help I I guess I'm now talking about like what this next phase that I'm looking at You know, I'm not doing anything about currently but the thing that I'm looking at and would like to pursue in like the I don't know next five to ten years but yeah, I, I'm, I'm preparing for that, and, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes too, because it, it it takes in everything that I've, all the information I've gathered, all, all the interactions I've had, and, and you know, uh, ideas and all that good stuff. Now, I know it sounds nebulous, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really talking about it in a, in a vague t- uh, sense, but yeah, I can. Yeah. I appreciate it because I struggle with this kind of stuff
1: as well, <laughs> expressing it or just even thinking about it to myself.
0: Yeah, but like I, yeah, Tom, I'm I'm unsure of your circumstances.
1: The um, tall poppy idea. Let's just um make this the theme of the show. <laughs> um, have you ever, like I, I I, was um, I was doing a course on communication, right, and it's this idea that you can influence people's way of thinking. Yeah by talking by them. proposing them alternatives and stuff right? yeah have you thought of more of a different metaphor of like like the spreading across the ground kind of roots that crush rock and like mm. form patterns and but completely cover over surfaces and ha- as a sort of mm. way to
0: yeah yeah tra- like more tra- of a
1: passive treat you
0: kind of thing treat
1: your progression and all that kind of stuff
0: right yeah uh you, yeah you're talking about like teaching kind of thing uh, maybe or or building
1: with what you've already got right
2: yeah,
1: yeah. When i mean you have a super strong foundation and you, you're you know in a, in a ways you could throw around your uh
2: mm.
1: you've got a team of guys under you at work right mm. <laughs> you, you kind could, of you could you could focus on that right or
0: mm. maybe like I'm, I'm not saying no um, i mean you do already that pretty well so I mean yeah, Cheers, man. Uh,
1: would you not maybe go oh I could i could Build, build on the leadership
0: stuff. Well, yeah, I'd hope to. Like, I I hope this just comes with me, like, uh, yeah. and that I can do this elsewhere as well. Right. So you I, want you want to start up and then and
1: then to excel at that in the leadership sense. Yeah. I
0: well, I'm just saying that these are character traits that I have now, and I think I can use them elsewhere. You know, it, yeah. d- that that the the position at GGG is is one thing, but also just using these skills elsewhere is is valuable too. Yeah. Um, I have this kind of dream that it will become okay
1: in workforces yeah. that you're no longer like this dedicated, hundred percent, tool to the job yeah. that they give you, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's an that's a industrial revolution kind of style way of life. <laughs> yeah. And and it, it's fine. I mean, that it's a this is a commercial transaction and all that. But there's like a the whole lot of th- arguments about like how it's beneficial to the, whoever's employed you mm. to maximize you. Mm. Right, and if that means uh, giving you space or whatever to, to, to concurrently to to work less on their thing, but yeah. so that you have a bit of freedom to do additional work, yeah, I wish that becomes more normal, because yeah. you know? it happens now and then, but it's still considered this kind of like, oh, you're a special snowflake kind of guy, yeah, and 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 I would prefer it if um, like companies saw developing their stuff. Um, is a more serious thing. It's kind of like yeah. they, they just expect it of you that you'll do it yourself. Yeah, I, they I, don't really <laughs> like give you much space to do it though. Right. Um. Yes, I yeah. I, I agree. I'm, I'm not talking about specifically our experience. I'm talking all the jobs I've ever ever had. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: It's, it's it's interesting because the transition seems to be that way. Where you know jobs are getting automated. People are thinking about this. People are pursuing things that they enjoy. Um, and then trying to do those things. Jeez, um, ha- how do I respond? <laughs> oh, however you like. You can say, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's risky, is, is what I want to say, is that, like, one thing about grinding gear is that it's there, it, it's always been there, and you can get comfortable uh, which is cool. Like I think you know, I've I've been doing that. <laughs>
1: well, what reassures me, but it does puzzle me, is how comfortable and confident the founders appear to still be. Mm. And uh, I mean, they—that's I mean, great that they are, right? Mm. Um, and I'm and I'm kind of like, well, okay, that's that's all good. Um, but I believe in product lifecycle, mm. and I kind of wonder, like, th- I've never seen a game that lasts for. Longer than 10 years, right? Yeah, I mean, companies do, but generally, a game has a definite yeah. e- expiration date of some kind.
2: Yeah, I mean, it,
1: it's maybe this is the changing thing about the world, right? Maybe it, it's growing and changing. So, yes, you, you know, there's no set rules. Um, but it's almost like the uh, path of XR is almost almost like a a creative content software life cycle, yeah. Like, Photoshop's been around for. <laughs> and it's still around yes. and, and all these programs just develop and continue to grow um, they grow in user base and they grow in yes. coolness let's say um, maybe people have <laughs> hot opinions about Photoshop sometimes but <laughs> but you know it's been a, a core software in mm. an art guy's life who's been around that is just an inevitable uh, do, do you think it's gone away?
2: Um,
1: well I'm cynical about the value of Photoshop from, uh, like Word is the same. Um, there are free versions of software that are just as capable as, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so why would you pay $10 a month for Word when when you can get a free test? Yeah, right? So yeah. There's, there's those kind of things. But, um, I mean...
0: Path of Exile is free too, by the way. <laughs> I don't, I'm still mystified by this, but... Um, there are really cool challenges about that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it really is like uncharted territory with yeah. this kind of thing, yeah. to have a game like that. There, there are you know pros and cons to the whole thing, where like... Well, you're talking about leaving
1: industry, potentially, and like, I, I left the GGT. Not I wasn't, like, it's not a dissatisfaction thing or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's more... Um, like a you know, we're all interested to see what turns up, but yeah. in the sense that over the horizon is always that kind of vision kind of problem. Mm. Um, yeah,
0: it is exciting. It's
1: fascinating, really.
0: Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 all those things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's just where I am right well, part now. Passive of it, passive
1: really community feedback um, influenced. Yes, and I wonder if something could happen that might just create like a nuclear bomb of some kind that. Uh, Divides or
0: diffuses interest. I don't know how these things work, but mm. it's like Facebook, like cyberpunk's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying like it's just some some kind of technology that that replaces games. Well, that's. I mean,
1: when I wrote down the questions for mm. this day, uh, I I one of the things like you know how no one predicted Gmail and Google and all those mm. things before they came before they were around you never would have thought of it and Mm -hmm. then after they're around they're ubiquitous yeah and i kind of think like something like that is gonna come up soon for video games (laughs) well it'll affect everything right so so i wonder what it will be i mean obviously i'm not gonna be involved in making but i'm I'm waiting for Uh it i'm so curious to see what it might be yeah you know i mean hopefully it's a good thing right not like a world ending problem <laughs> um, uh I, I
0: i yeah i wonder because things yeah games doing this they're, they're really shit league of legends is still around you know people yeah. people love that in that sense i'm pretty much
1: just a punter uh watching uh, from the sidelines but mm. i mean it's definitely going to be something which has an effect on you know this is that AI what, thing what basically. we are used to yeah. yeah
0: yeah. well man did you play AI Dungeon by the way I did yeah.
1: yeah and I I got super annoyed because immediately I knew its limitations were really quite clear okay. but I still played it like I, 11 o'clock at night I was like Saturday at 5 at you like, just want to see how it after, responds right? I started after work at about 5 just, <laughs> and, it was, and then I looked up and it was like 11 o'clock at night you're right I was home, <laughs> and I was still trying to force this stupid AI game to like Believe that it was an actual AI, <laughs> and I was like, "God damn it! Who, who, who put me onto this? <laughs> I have to get out of here." And so I vowed never to open it again. <laughs> but I uh, hear you. I uh, hear people are like writing stories with it. Yeah, I uh, I don't. I don't know the, all the details here, but you can sort of save it, and then you can like.
0: Mm share it out to people yeah dude as a yeah. writing tool i think it's really <laughs> cool It's horrible <laughs> no as in to inspire you your uh, writing yeah. <laughs> not not as a you publish whatever it's like yeah. putting out to you
1: I, i'm sure it's a good generator but it, yeah it, the, that tech has a way to go yeah well the creator like is aware of them too yeah are you are you is your content that you're making
0: anything like that i would love to go that way yeah i'm definitely like aware of it um no like right now it's just the handcrafted you know type experience so you need like voice acting and all that yeah yeah all that fun stuff it it, yeah it requires a fair amount of content but but it's cool it's an interesting challenge um it's different you know lip-syncing is different we don't we don't have it for our game so you know, working on a thing and sharing it with people at work is cool because uh, you can see how, you know, they, they're experts in their industries and uh, in, in their... Domain. Yes. And uh, and to hear positive feedback from that is, is always really good. It, it's exciting but scary at the same time. Yeah, I'm trying to put you on the spot, like today. Hey, this a <laughs> to new game.
2: This is a new game. This is game. Hey. And you'll be like, oh, yeah!" And yeah.
1: then,
0: then you be like, shit. Now I have to uh, deliver it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm vaguely talking about that's, it.
1: That's that's kind of how it works, right? This is this Charlie Chaplin thing. Like, um, if you want to succeed, you have to tell everybody you're going to do something, mm. and then you have to do it. Well, I have told people it, about you, it.
0: Like, I'm yeah. I'm I'm hoping to deliver this Just game. That overpromised thing that parents are, like, <laughs> You have to kind
1: of. You have to kind of. Say it, tall, pop yourself up a bit,
0: and then you have to deliver on that. Unfortunately, mm. there's the, the Can you can you detect the hesitation? Like the, because I am cagey about it because yeah. I well, I'm, I kind of don't
1: want you to show it to me until you're more right. down, down the line. Okay, um, you know. A,
0: a, again, as a
1: way to force you to. I I,
0: I will say, <laughs> so. I've I've talked to people about it, some people about it at work, and the conversation is really cool, and so I like. response to it and it it's it's cool in that it's new um i don't know if it's good because people obviously aren't developing games like this because other methods still work and you know you can make money off making the last of us Two. yeah we talked we
1: talked about envy and jealousy earlier yeah did you know if you start having this product to a point where people are starting to go that will inspire other people to compete with you. I know. I know. <laughs> and suddenly, you'll be like, "Oh,
0: damn!" It. And, I'm, the, I'm and cool. that'll
1: create a, like a little feedback loop of. Uh, I'm
0: cool racing ra- along. Yeah. I think the industry would be better for it. I, I actually think I, I would even encourage it. I'm, I'm not too aware of anyone at
1: GTG who's doing a, a self project of any scale, but I don't know anything. Um, M- many people are working on things. I, I know that um, one of the guys that left was doing he was a programmer he he was doing stuff Mm. um and a few people have mentioned mobile game level kind of stuff that they've been doing Mm. but yeah
0: yeah dude a lot of the guys that are really into 3d and games are making their own well no one's mentioned going
1: off and starting a company or anything Um, right i I know that a few people that do like content for marketplaces and stuff like that
2: Mm.
1: that's interesting i had to dabble with that
0: Did, did, did i tell you that like i studied with a guy one of the guys who started Aurora 44. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I, uh, I know
1: that, you know, them, but them. So.
0: Yeah. So like, uh, Layton, uh, is a guy I know. And I, I can't really say he's a friend cause I haven't actually seen the guy since, um, you know, when they, it's before cool. they were opening the studio, yeah. um, like it, it had been a very long time since I'd spoken to him. But yeah, like again, it's that thing of like your close circle does do things like this. They, They start their own studios, they make games, they they work on their personal projects, and then you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, I probably should be doing these things too, maybe. Don't forget, like...
1: That's his job now to run around doing that studio, But your job is—you are also fully employed, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so you can't discount if you haven't done anything on your own project for a week.
0: Mm. You shouldn't feel bad about it because you have been working hard during that week. No, no, I, so I, I know. That's life, right? Yeah, yeah. I like—I'm—I'm I'm not one of those guys that like beats myself up because I haven't been productive, like making this video game. i, I understand that these other variables exist. Yeah. It. I, I hope it's good, man. I just, I just keep saying that, because <laughs> I. What do you think of um like I don't
1: know if you're aware of it, but you know how um there's a studio called Night Dive that do they remake old games into new, mm. new quality levels. It's still the same game, but Night Dive. Well, okay. Uh, what,
0: what's what's S- last? System
1: Shock is the game they're currently doing. They did other ones, but they slipped my mind. Yeah. Um, so I really liked System Shock when I was young. Mm. Um. If it came out when I was sixteen, it gives an idea of how old it is. Mm. It's like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> shot Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: I'm pretty sure that's 1990. Maybe I was a bit older. I don't know. But around 90. So, so it was a pretty advanced game for the time. Mm. But now it just looks terrible. But mm. they're remaking it in 3D so that you get the enjoyment of the old story, yeah. which is a good, solid story. With a new look, um, but their 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 development is remote. Yeah. So they have a team everywhere. That's cool. And they are incredibly incremental. Yeah. So they're kind of doing it low-fi.
0: You know what's cool is like fan fan-made projects on things that are really cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it almost has that level. They're they're professionals. Yeah. But they're almost just above the fan modding kind of threshold. Yes. Um, uh, but the, because of that, they're taking a very long time to get this done. Like, you would imagine we could do it a lot, lot faster.
0: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm convinced uh, old things suck. <laughs> like, old video games, they're, they're old and, you know, modern games are good because they incorporate a lot of sensibilities that we have now that we didn't know about back then yeah
1: the system shock it's super funny to say that because a lot of games that we play now are like oh, uh, are like directly the child influenced. of that game like absolutely the parent is superior <laughs> really it's really it's really difficult to describe but, okay what what kind of game is it um i i would recommend you have a little explore after okay um,
0: but, you know, okay, you know, hold
1: you know on. Bioshock? But yeah, okay. Is Bioshock is in a way like a plagiarism of System Shock. It just has different art. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but fundamentally, it, it, underlying the mechanical part of it is right. it's almost the same. And there's a lot of games that are sort of derivative of that. Uh, and it's, right. it's, I find it quite sad how derivative games are of each other. But, yeah. Like but, I mean, it's so that you can pick up a game and quickly figure out how to play it and all that kind of people stuff
0: people love like different yeah. set dressing and things like that too yeah, yeah. They, they like new looking
1: yeah. games but I'm, I'm pretty sure the next rockstar game will just be like exactly the same way that the one before it works and it'll mm. just look nice you think so I, exactly like, the same yeah i'm tired of that kind of stuff but i don't know i'm i'm not a
0: i can tell you that like generationally the art will be the best <laughs> like a thing on the planet yeah do you know what they're doing now? Just as i mean pretty closing statements about now, but... Uh, Do I know what, really, what Rockstar are probably doing? You know um, GTA 5 is getting a map expansion, which is quite a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the online will have another map. Uh, they haven't done anything like this before. Mm-hmm. I suspect what's happening is they are porting Red Dead to next-gen consoles, and that, that will kind of get the company to realize the potential of these consoles and they'll probably update red Dead to look the best it can on on those platforms and yeah the obvious thing is that they're making grand theft auto 6 which you know is that just a story this is just me like speculating (laughs) and gta 6 will be uh you know it'll be in the 1970s it'll be (laughs) <laughs> all that Pablo Escobar kind of stuff it'll be it'll be like Vice City so what are you excited for in the you know art predictable games coming up films I mean, or like I'm excited for art and um yeah, yeah like like man I, I love games because of what they can do because the storytelling is is actually interesting even though I'm not satisfied with it currently I think the potential is there and uh th- that it's early enough that you can uh maybe influence how storytelling's done it is my hope I guess i'm'm I'm just putting that out there um but i like how it's also just driving all this technology now like uh, you know new graphics cards and um computers are like really powerful now i i love all that stuff i i'm really into like tech I, I've said this before but whatever um you know cars boats all that good stuff do you imagine um like tech is
1: expensive right and mm-hmm. everybody's i mean a lot of people when a new console comes out they're like um sure i'll just buy it because mm. they can mm. but a lot of
0: people, and
2: cheap a lot too.
1: of people are like this is a big deal for me like, yeah this is going to be the only gaming vehicle I have for the mm-hmm. next while and I want to get the best one and it's all all my effort is going into achieving that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like this, that, That's actually quite a massive market segment, probably. Um, that definitely exists. Particularly like kids and stuff, right? They, they don't necessarily have all the money or so, you,
0: you know, what's interesting is that you can still enjoy it. Like you can still appreciate it yeah. through things but like you YouTube
1: think, and Twitter. Do you think that games will ever have their like heyday?
0: What do you mean? I think it's like the heyday oh, right now.
1: <laughs> there were, I mean... There was a time, it was shortly after the 90s when retail games kind of died, right? Because I guess because of the distribution and, and all that. There was there was just a period where there was almost like In the '90s stagnation of the games being produced or something. There wasn't much going on. It was kind of a sad moment. And, I, it, mm-hmm. and then it was this, after a while, there was a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think largely to do with internet.
0: Uh, but, oh right uh, yeah uh, I, I I think I know what you're talking about there was like a bubble yeah there was a time where you were literally going well maybe this
1: is it and yeah there's not much more happening in this market yeah and, and earlier there had been that whole um, coin-op uh, yes there was a boom in the coin-op industry all yeah. that do you think something like that will happen again or is it just like games are here to stay and even there could be a world war going on and, mm. and people are still going yay <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you know what
0: do I, I think I mean it's the future right? it's hard to see it is because, like you'd think, a lot of bubbles would be popping right now. Yeah. Um. But the economy is really interesting too right yeah. now. Do you fear people are maybe living with their um earphones on and <laughs> yeah? People, people and... definitely want escapism right yeah. now. Um. People are definitely hurting. Uh. I I think games are a really great outlet to sadly put away those problems that you might those those immediate problems and. Give you that escapism uh do i think it's going to go away no the, the entry level is so low even even though it is like you know thousand dollar machines uh hundred dollar video games you could be anywhere like uh, the, the potential is too great yeah, or you could be on your cell phone and you know through a twitch stream or something enjoy it through through them it's it's very accessible i i don't see it going anywhere I, don't, I definitely don't see it going anywhere right now. Um if the pandemic's shown us anything it's that games are resilient and uh, when we're all locked up and can't travel anywhere we probably yeah want land escapism been and... a lot of a lot of people have been saying like um, well if you ever wanted to
1: work from home job like, make, <laughs> yeah, making yeah, games yeah. is the way to go. I, I, I'm I wonder sure about playing that. playing games at home is nice when you don't have anything else to do. It's definitely or nice. No options to do anything else. Yeah. I also think maybe the lockdown has taught a lot of people to appreciate when they can go out into nature and do stuff for real instead
0: of instead of the simulated kind of. We're the lucky ones then. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, games are like I'm pretty sure the numbers on games is that it's grow it's bigger than it was this year than it was last year. And you know this year's been dry, like it like outside of the consoles launching which should be a huge deal there haven't been a huge amount of big games coming out my my tax
1: agent when I changed tax agent but previous (laughs) tax agent we were going through my expenditures Mm. and he was like you spent a lot of money on games (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should try to (laughs) I was like Dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you—you you, yeah. you also reminded him you're a game developer, yeah. and that these are expenses, and wow. uh, I'm probably going to find myself another tax agent because uh, I don't want to be judged <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: he kind of had a point, but um, <laughs> I try to be quite particular about the
0: case. Is that even a bad thing?
1: No, no. I—I—I I, I I'm—I wouldn't regard myself as a massive buyer of games. And yeah. I try to limit. I'm, I'm picky on what I like, right? Yeah. So, um, but lately I've been like going nuts. OD non video games. I'm playing Valhalla. Yep. it's a hundred bucks game. Yep. Um. Obviously, there's Baldur's gate Three. It's a hundred bucks game.
2: Mm.
1: Um. There's another one I got, a uh, Mortal Shell. It's yep. not that expensive a game, but it's quite, quite fun. Mm. Um. You know, there's a whole bunch of recently released games that I. So these are all. I'm starting to like all these. I, I
0: picked up stuff. a whole bunch of games recently as well. Um. How was Valhalla? I'm curious because they did a huge art dump.
1: I would recommend looking at the art dump after you've played it a bit. Um, and then I would also recommend listening to that guy I mentioned when we started the podcast. Uh, about um, why they made it, certain style of decisions. Raphael Lacoste. Yeah, that's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of, it's a very. I never played Assassin's Creed previously, but I'd right. seen I'd seen enough of it to to know what it's yeah look all about yeah um so it seems just another instance of it right. all over again, and I I do feel I mean okay no spoilers here or anything but um in Assassin's Creed they have that meta layer of like the real the, the animus yeah the animus yeah. yeah I think they should fucking chuck chuck that in the middle <laughs> <laughs> it is like totally not working in the Valhalla game at all um, mm. I mean. It, it, I mean, it's buggy. I mean, it doesn't seem to quite work. Mm, Um, Narratively. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I just haven't played enough of the game yet, but but I am enjoying the scenery and I'm amazed that they can produce this stuff. And,
0: you know, that's a thousand staff team, kind of. (laughs) Um, That's really interesting because I've got opinions on the art and they're not very positive. (laughs) And and maybe I'm just cynical. I, I I'm, maybe I'm... you're you're real. I mean, you're very close. I mean, this is a good thing. You're
1: very close to the um rock face of making art, right? Mm. So you're supposed to think that way. Mm. Like you're meant to be able to look at something and go, "There's faults here," straight away.
0: The the reason I say do you remember this...
1: I sent you a screenshot of like this wood beam. <laughs> <laughs> I captured this uh, you're standing on top of a tower which is supposed to be this dramatic epic view and yeah. it is But and then there's like this wood beam that you stand on and yeah. the end of the wood beam is just missing and yeah. it's like the kind of fault that I make <laughs> <laughs> so I said to Sam so I like, eh, eh, and he was like ha, ha. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. I but like the art dump that I mentioned on ArtStation you know you can go in there and actually see what some of the very talented people at Ubisoft have worked on um and there is a very wide a gap between range of very... concept design and execution. Yeah, that, yeah, it's massive. That's prevalent throughout the industry. As well, well,
1: I'm playing it on ultra ultra settings and my fans are roaring. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, it plays extremely well, in my opinion. And Does uh, it does look good? I think it looks really nice. I'm, yeah. The I, thing I, is, though, when I got mortal shell, I opened that up. I was like, "This looks amazing." <laughs> and then Volders got. I was like, "This looks amazing." Then I opened the, ne- the next one. Is this looks amazing? So yeah. This, so uh,
0: maybe I'm easily impressed. We have we have we have, <laughs> have very different like um yeah. qual- levels of quality um because I recently picked up because I'm curious the latest Call of Duty game. Um, yeah. Hundred dollars. I sort of vow never to play quality. Because <laughs> I haven't played it since Modern Warfare, yeah. or the original. I'm slightly against war. War. You, know, you don't want mil- to support military. a game developer? yeah, <laughs> because they promote war.
2: Well,
1: I, I, I also see like the screenshot of the machine gun, pop, pop, pop.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't need that. Yeah, so, yeah. I've but you're off. happily I've that kind of like game. killing demons in Doom, kind of game. I haven't been doing for ages.
1: Okay. like in in Valhalla is exactly that point. Though you run around, um, killing deer right, mm. to get their skins of leather or whatever. Yeah. So you massacre. <laughs> 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 you're like no, no animal rights here. But then there's this scene where they kind of force you to save a wolf that you almost kill. Yeah. Kind of like well. The choice is actually to kill the wolf but then it doesn't let you and it's ah. like well are you trying to you're like trying to create an emotional response here but you've just like slaughtered thousands of deers it's, it's, like, a, it's like uh, very very wonky but yeah but that's not what you were talking about you're talking about the the measuring art quality which yeah, yeah. Is probably the more interesting topic
0: yeah yeah hold on i'm gonna pause just for one moment Jack, jackson's here yeah. hold on where was i we were
1: talking about how my opinion is you're close to the rock face of you know, making decisions about art quality and all this kind of thing. Mm. So you're bound to see through the cracks of a project like that, mm. uh, and uh, and you had a couple of comments about the art that you wanted to make.
0: Um, yeah, they're, they're very the quality
1: is very um, different. And the the initial concepts they posted versus
0: right, yes, yeah, yeah. So that is um man that 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 exists everywhere that the concept is the, the concept art is typically awesome. but because you have to now apply this to geometry and all that good stuff and you know rig it, it definitely like something gets lost in the execution for sure. Do you want my um,
1: cynical but also very humorous response to that? Go. Okay. Is your concept, guys, been so long on your damn concepts that we don't get enough
0: time? To- <laughs> <laughs> no, I- I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, man, that that's, uh, yeah, it like wrapping su- up. It
1: is super funny when uh, there's like a lot riding on how good the animation is. Yeah but in order for that animation to, to get to look good. well made yes um, it, it comes at the expense of spending t- t- too much time maybe on beautiful concept art and
0: Th- there and are all, ways all, to do this the re- in parallel so, yeah
1: the, it, that's the nightmare of game development well yeah. not nightmare the the, the chaos or the beautiful chaos of game development yeah um yeah but yeah we we are kind of at the end of our time period and uh, so we might need to record our our closing and opening statements, mm. but if there was a final question, I guess it's like, um, of, of all the things about 3D that you are trying to push into your product or your game, mm. um, what was the most important idea that, that you wanted, a pillar?
0: I, I, I will tell it in, in an analogy, in in a, in a in another story, which is, um, you know, Team Fortress 2 had hats, And you can make hats for that game and the really cool hats you know became hats and you could actually buy them and a lot of people were making a lot of money selling hats what was cool was the barrier to entry was easy um sorry my head just goes this way but the barrier to make a hat is is very basic the idea is really important and one thing that i guess the, as a closing statement to say is I think ideas are really important but even more important on top of that is being in a position to execute on the idea too um was this hatch thing like a dota style yes yeah it was actually the thing that you know directly influenced what happened in dota where like it was very much community driven and it it really was a free market for things in Dota on steam but yeah the hats thing you know they had this document of like here's how you go about creating hats and you know right at the top they were just like they made it a point just to say your idea is really what matters here and i didn't realize it when i tried to then make hats but you're just you're looking at hats and you're just like what would be a novel thing to make Everything existed, like all mm. all manners of things existed, and so it's really competitive. Um, you know, the art style is what what it is in um, TF two, but yeah, competing at that level with anyone, where the barrier of entry is very low, is really competitive. What's cool about like you know the the game that I'm working on is that. I think one of the, one of the uh, advantages I have is the knowledge that I have about making lip sync. And I think holistically, it, in, in a way, it feels like I need to make this because I can make this, because other people cannot make this, because people are not capable of making what I think I'm, I'm going to make. Um, yeah, because I put myself in this position where I can make it. I didn't know you were into lip as
1: This particular fascination—that's interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. it's really big. Um, did you know that?
1: Is it lip sync from performance of an actor, or lip sync from to a three D model, or yeah. is it lip sync from like
0: it's just keyframe text and entry? It's just keyframed. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but geez, I thought I had a point just now. But I've forgotten it. Oh, well, you're
1: putting your love of uh, the problem solving into the into your
0: work. Yeah, yeah, I guess I am. Um, and, and shit, I hope I can freaking make it. Yeah. <laughs> like that, <that's>... No pressure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Wrap up.
1: Let's let's uh, do the beginning.